Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 195. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios here as always, except when he's not his BT Calloway. Ahoy, hoy. And returning once again is Jordan Frost. Hello. Hello, and welcome to The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Who's our sponsor this week? I don't know, just Audible. Where did you <laughs> Where did you get that quite fetching hat, Elliot? Ah, <laughs> uh, the Northern Territory. Then it's the Northern Territory Tourism Board. Yes. <laughs> come get yourself a hat. Oh, oh, there's cowrie shells on it. Oh, man. Yeah, they are. I need one of them. <laughs> you may have this one. I am trying to get rid of all my crap. <laughs> I won't fit my giant head. But you don't know until you try. You'll never, never know until was... you never, never try it on your head. Thanks, Ernie Dingo. <laughs> it was bought in a market for very cheap because I spend most of my time indoors and don't wear hats. And then it's... Would you believe it's so hot in the Northern Territory? You know I what? Would. I think it's part of a rite of passage of going to the Northern Territory because I'm pretty sure I bought an Akubra when mm. I went there. Mm. I just assumed you were like, am I a hat guy? I'm going to try. Find out <laughs> if I'm a hat, hat guy. I might be a hat guy. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing to go for like a yeah mesh cowboy hat with cowrie shells on it. It's a statement. It. <laughs> it's a um, way too wrong of a callback, but season two of Survivor was in Australia, <laughs> and there was a guy called Colby who was yeah. kind of like a handsome cowboy, and mm-hmm. it reminds me of something he would wear for sure. <laughs> That's why everyone was calling me such a handsome cowboy while I was <laughs> yeah. up there. It explains it. Yeah. So much. Riddle solved after all these years. That and your spurs. <laughs> well, yes. Uh... I thought it was the chaps. <laughs> yeah, the arsenal's. <laughs> Chaps, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in the NT. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're avoiding this because this is going to be shit. Yeah, we just watched an episode from the Disney era. This was season 32, episode 11, The Dad Feelings Limited. Oh, oh my God. That ex- oh. Hey, look, okay. <laughs> Pause Again, for reaction. No spoilers, but at least that does explain sort of no. the bit at the end of the episode. No. Because usually <laughs> in the later seasons, they seem to be making just a pun yeah. that has nothing to do with the episode. And um, that is at least a sort of semi reference then. Yeah. It's still a stretch. It sucks, (laughs) but it's it's a stretch you need like a masters in yoga to make. I think the fact that there's they spelt it would struggle. (laughs) (laughs) They spelt it with a hyphen as well, like shows how much they were forcing it in. Uh, The dad dash feelings limited. Oh, oh, just hearing it again. (laughs) (laughs) First released in January of 2021, it was directed by Chris Clemens, written by Brian Coe. In this episode, Kamiko, comic book guy's wife, by the way, (laughs) is all of a sudden very clucky and wants to have a baby and he doesn't. And then we meet the extended comic book guy family. Hey, what did we think? Haven't people suffered enough from COVID? <laughs> like, like, why did they release this? This is, yep. uh, I mean, look, it's not awful. It's not going to be my most vitriolic review of an episode Jordan, ever. If I was mm. me from 15 minutes ago, I would have agreed with you. But there's a point in this one where I turned. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's quite very, obvious. It's precisely point. the part where, yeah, they abandon The Simpsons entirely. Mm. And I'm assuming Go Darjeeling Limited is this like a... It's no, Royal Tenenbaums. It's yeah, right. or just, yeah. just just Wes Anderson. It's in every Wes Anderson yeah. movie. Yeah, okay. Because exactly. I haven't seen Darjeeling, but I'm very familiar with yeah Wes Anderson's very like mm. theater style of yeah, shooting. Yeah. His very specific, and then 
I was wondering if it was him voicing it. And I was kind of looking to you to be like, is this actual? Did they get <laughs> Wes Anderson in to do a parody of himself? Nope. God. They got Bob Balaban. Which is fine. I like mm. Bob Balaban. Yeah. No. He has a very nice voice. And a great ballad band. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah, a tongue twister enthusiast. Uh... Bob Balaban ballad band. I mean, he's That's been it. through a lot. He was lost at sea for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> getting to what stood out to us from this episode so bt we'll start with you what did well it was, no, <laughs> for better or worse it was gonna be how many times this episode just like forces what's going on into your face mm. but no for me it has to be this what effectively is a fuck you third act <laughs> where halfway yeah. through the third act we make this shift into a wes anderson style and that was like okay, God, we're doing this. And then in that shift, you have another shift where it's like, here's a story about baseball when comic book guy was a child. What? Yeah. (laughs) Why are you adding another plot halfway through the end of the final act? Well, I was wondering because the episode kind of started out with a few like title card sort of things. Hmm. Was that consistent with the rest of the style to you guys or no see we should have known we should have known when those things like a tale of two sundays came up and we'd like you know the delightful little like black and white cartoonish style of it yeah like what is this for what is this about and then the third act you're like oh okay i get it i understand now and Mm. it's Mm. like it was this huge gap in the middle of the episode where it didn't reference that again at all yeah Exactly. And then, until. But I will say to the benefit of the style within the style, which, yeah, confusing as fuck and just what are we doing here? Mm. I will say it does get into something that is continuity with Comic Book Guy, is yeah. that his shop is the Androids Dungeon Comics and Baseball Card Store. Yeah, true. So yeah. by that, like, he should have at least some awareness of sport and, like, baseball particularly. Yeah. I always figured it was because even up to the 90s, and I'm guessing probably today as well, mm. there mm. was still like a burgeoning scene of... Baseball uh, trading baseball, cards. Like, yeah, and basketball trading cards and stuff like that where they did have intrinsic value to them, essentially, and mm. it would seem like he was just making a good investment, potentially. Yeah. Well, all those sort of things like ran in the same circles. Yeah, Comic-Cons mm. as well would be card trading events as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be Magic the Gathering cards and stuff. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like, you know, they're, some would still worth, you know, a couple of Simpsons, grand. it'd be Battle Ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give the ed- episode some sort of credit that at least they tied into something that I guess, at least by default, is in Comic Book Guy's window of interest. But my yeah. God. And to some degree, I'm now trying to calm my own rage where, because I didn't dislike the things they did when they made that shift. It's just because it happened so late. So, if this had been most of the episode dealing with Comic Book Guy's past and his family in this style, I would have been okay with it. It's the fact that it came in so late. It's like, wait, fuck, we're changing tracks right now. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. What about you, Jordan? What stands out to you from this episode for better um, or worse? One thing that I think we all collectively groaned and shuddered was when Comic Book Guy's father, we mm. thought we were about to learn his name or mm. like Comic Book Guy's surname. And he said, you may call me Postage Stamp Fellow. And we all just went, <sighs> fuck, doesn't, hell, doesn't Comic Book Guy have a canonical name? Jeff Albertson. Yeah. Like, so, it's out there. So, we like, know. why? Yeah. And it turns out he lived with uncles and aunts who also had various, you know, hobby-person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we don't spend any time with them, so in, who gives a fuck? In typical Wes Anderson fashion as well, they were all just weird, obscure shit mm-hmm. that was, like, very purple prose yeah. description. Yeah. It, yeah. And it was shot going between each room, mm-hmm. like, seeing the cross-section of the house. Yeah, um, very dull house style. Yeah. yeah. 
to their credit, they did kind of cartoonify and, and capture Wes Anderson's essence of his style. Yeah. But to what effect? No, nah, I mean, none. Mm. Well, yeah, to Why briefly introduce all these characters who do not matter just to, like, flex their arms that they fucking learnt the word philatelist that week, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Look, actually, that was one of the only kind of jokes I went, <laughs> okay, that's pretty good, actually. Because it was, like, the typical, like, weird style of the philatelist. Noun, someone who was interested in philately. And oh, like, doing the dictionary <laughs> definition is a Wes Anderson uh, move. Well, just, like, the, the overlay, the kind of, um, yeah, what would you call it? it? Yeah, like a cut. Like, when they showed, like, the large sturgeon compared to the average size sturgeon. Yeah, that's so, 100% him. Yeah, yeah, like, in terms of, uh, I don't know, like, a card like intercut between the mm. scene. I don't I don't know what you would call that in movie terms. Yeah. But um yeah, in terms of the definition kind of referencing its own definition, I thought that was yeah. actually kind of a funny joke. Mm. Other than that, I, I, I didn't understand the point of doing it. Like if they'd done the whole episode like that, one, it would have been incredibly annoying. <laughs> um but two, it would have made more sense to me. Mm. Yeah, it's just I think this idea that comic book guy's interest was born out of some sort of trauma is kind of yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, oh, everyone has to have a reason they're really into something, not just the yeah. fact that they enjoy it. No, yeah. he has to have been traumatized by a baseball game and then had a bunch of used comics dumped on him when the team threw him in the dumpster. It's like, yeah. yeah, of course that's what happened. Then, of course, he turned his hair into a ponytail, and that's been the origin of that. Uh, yeah. And the whole yeah extended family were also collectors of fairies and didn't love him. And yeah, I don't know. It felt really lazy. But yeah, paying his dad postage stamp fellow. Did either of you catch that? Um, Jason Alexander. <laughs> yes, known Wes Anderson, uh, stalwart. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray. Guybrush Threepwood. Close. Really? Yeah, okay. it was Dan Aykroyd. Oh! Right. I'm surprised he didn't spruce his vodka in the middle. <laughs> yeah, why would he agree to that? I don't know. I don't know. Because he's not referenced in any way. Well... I guess this kind of makes you feel that he hasn't got a very distinctive voice. No. Well, not in that sense, but he has a bit of a weird sharpness about him. I can't do an Aykroyd. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, it was on the podcast I was listening to the other day, like trying to do a Tom Hanks impersonation. Like, what do you do? Like, he's <laughs> just Tom Hanks. Just sounds like the default uh, voice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have someone film you peeing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In space. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't necessarily get that, he just pees in so many movies. In so every movie, many I'm pretty movies. sure. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Mm. Even the uh, Mr. Rogers movie fucking (laughs) takes a huge leak in that. Yeah, even Woody in Toy Story pisses in all four movies. He's like, I don't even have a bladder. How is this happening? That's pretty good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Your helmet does that whoosh thing. You are a toy. (laughs) Oh, that is the avenue into a Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so this is one where I'm like... The Simpsons has been going for 32 years. They have probably tried several times to get Dan Aykroyd. And this is what they get, and this is what he agrees to? Like, okay, I'll be there, but you cannot reference me or my work in any way, shape, or form. Plus, everyone has to buy Crystal Head Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my Aykroyd. What's, what's up with Dan Aykroyd? What happened to him? <laughs> Too much Crystal Head. I also kind of suspect he may have never been that talented and was just surrounded by talented people. Oh, yeah. Kind of like your mm. Lucas's or your... Um, I, Tim Burton's. You know what I discovered is that he, you know, in the office, the Dwight, you're ignorant slut. I didn't realize that Michael's actually referencing an SNL oh, skit. Really? Yeah. With uh, Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd doing Weekend Update. And oh, they're yeah. talking about like, 
I don't know, divorce or something. And he's like, Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, he must have been talented enough to get onto SNL because like there was some was very that good era. improv actors in that original. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, what did I like him in? Oh, yeah, the Blues Brothers. Uh, that's not really much of a stretch for an actor. Ghostbusters. <laughs> he's in the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He like runs out to the plane during that scene and that's about it. No. Oh. Yeah. Even the Aykroyd index. Detour. We would like to talk about Dan Aykroyd instead and his <laughs> strange obsession with vodka. Well, what about the wackiness of this episode? I don't know if this falls under wacky, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. Who voiced Kumiko? This is probably going to be quite pivotal to the uh, episode. Uh, yes, playing Kumiko, and this is the first time she's playing this role. This ah. character has been around for seven years, yep. but Simpsons have been doing somewhat of a spring cleaning of their voice <laughs> actors recently. Right. And yeah, so Kumiko used to be played by Tress McNeil, yep. right. and now is being played by Jenny Yokobori. Okay. It felt like she was trying, again, I, I completely uneducated, but it felt like she was trying to kind of put on a kind of an Asian-American accent. She was definitely sort turning of. it up a little bit. So I, I was just like, is voice. this a white person talking? Oh, I'm not going to have a great deal of good things to say about that if that's the case. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy that they're div- diversifying mm-hmm. their voice cast. It still felt kind of like yellow face though, weirdly. I don't well, know. She's a, she is a quite cliched. Yeah. That said... There are people out there who fit their cliches. It does yes, happen, which is why I don't want to come down on it too hard as a negative because I don't think no. it's I don't think it's egregious. If it was still Tres McNeil, I'd have more to say. Yeah, but obviously like, that'd be like, a yeah. problem, okay. especially if like this season. I feel like maybe they were trying yeah. to like we've got to kind of keep the voice maybe consistent with how Tress did it, sort of thing, maybe. which again isn't great. Yeah, it's not like Kamiko has been around for so long that people know. I don't know what her voice. She's sounds a like she's a like a C tier character, I would assume. Mm-hmm. A uh, CBG character. <laughs> BBGB character. She <laughs> fucking loves to skank. Um, I was trying to find a video of hers or whatever just to get her talking. Just right. To, <laughs> yeah. Just to see what her average voice on a normal day is like. Very clearly not making like a t sound. Like maybe making like a buh. Yeah. Pretty American. She has a very American <laughs> accent. So it sounds like, yeah, she was doing a bit of a... And again, maybe character consistency, but there is no need for that. So I would say... <laughs> yeah. A thumbs down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, wacky. A note that Elliot and I caught, but Beach didn't. I was I'm, making a note, which I'm very excited to reveal. <laughs> was when Kimiko was getting she was uh, very messaging, clucky, yeah. yeah, and she was commenting on Marge's Instagram feed or whatever, and it was like, oh, cute, with a smiley face, and then down to the last one was like, without children, all life is horror. Yeah, or the second last one was, I want to wear her soiled diaper as a hat. <laughs> Oh, I missed that one. Uh, I only got the bleak one. <laughs> I want to yeah. know what the other ones are now because that yeah. second last one was fucking grim. Yeah. It's just weird as fuck. Yeah. It's like kind of horrified. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it ties into in terms of wacky as just that how fucking on a dime she turns on that. And to what you were saying before, BT, as well, just explaining it to you as it happens. Yeah, because there's three instances I wrote this down. So there's a bit where she says she wants to have kids and comic book guy's like, no, I'm not ready. And then he takes a photo of her and then goes into the bathroom. It was like, yeah, that's... I really thought he was going to jack it. That's entirely the implication. I thought that was going to be the scene break. And I'm like, oh no, no, don't leave it hanging on that, please. No, but then they do a scene. The scene break is, you know, the division down the wall and they both kind of lean against the door and simultaneously one says, I want a baby. And one says, I don't want a baby. It's like, do you get it? Do you know what the plot is? They're okay. divided on something. Mm. 
And they do it Look again. At this excellent cinematography. <laughs> yeah. And they do it again when Bart and Lisa are scared and run up to comic book guy and he's all like, oh, I have to be a father to them and run away. And then Kamiko's all like, oh no, his, their emotional need has driven him away. So yes, thank you. I got it. Episode. Mm. And then the whole bloody Wes Anderson bit. They do basically a narration of his early life to like to no one. As yeah. in this narration is happening to the audience, but Marge still gets the information. From looking at a fucking picture. Yeah. No that's... bit. Also, she hears Bob Bellaman's voice somehow it's which also references yeah. her so and she's then, like am i as far as internal monologues go it's not a bad one but she's definitely extrapolated a lot of information from this everyone photo. out there if you're hearing bob bellaband's voice in your head and you are not bob bellaband or listening to one of his audio tapes then seek help that's not are you normal. on purpose saying ballad band yeah. or, or are you like i don't even okay. know <laughs> i can't tell if it's just you've been saying it so long that you can't remember what his real name is yeah if you can't say ballad anymore and you're saying ballad band <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> seek help. <laughs> oh, um, frankly, it's better. Other wacky moments, I guess the trading Sundays bit. Yes. I was going to say the fact that they have to wear a poncho to mm. sit opposite them in oh, ramen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that 30 second to one minute of like, oh, I'll come around to my house, no she What other fat proofing tips? And I'm like, yeah. that's pretty shit for an episode in 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of the fat jokes were just so on the nose and felt like there's a level of laziness in this episode. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, I steel proofed the couch. And yeah. uh, when comic book guy's crying and the tear goes in the folds, it's just like, yeah. Is this yeah. an episode of Will and Grace from the 2000s? <laughs> a lot of fat jokes were being made. I didn't know that. Have I watched an episode of Will and Grace? You know what? Will and Grace, despite a lot of fat shaming, it's still not terrible. It's better than Friends. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Friends isn't a high bar to set. No. Um, but yeah, anyway. Death just makes people so fucking horny, right? That's kind of <laughs> wacky. Marge and Homer just go into a, like a crypt, which mm-hmm. like the walls are lined with little i think the entire the idea is like a display oh, crypt. it's a display crypt yeah but i again, mean to be it, fair there's a pretty decent sign gag of a uh, luxury crypt even jesus wouldn't want to come back yeah the fact that they're like yeah let's fuck in the crypt is really Maybe. weird even a model crypt yeah <laughs> like one it's hard slab of marble that they're yeah. lying on that's not comfortable <laughs> and two there was a coffin sitting on it so did they take it off to just Oh, fuck they threw it out the window in a fit of passion. They said they'd never need it again. Well, <laughs> then they should have been able to get out really easily. Mm. Also, they were stuck in the crypt, but that clearly had like glass like oh, yeah. on the front door. They could have. T- anyway. Yeah. No, it was ultra convenient. Like where she goes, I feel like Mrs. Dracula. And Homer's like, because we had a good evening. It's like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like she doesn't laugh though. I like that. It was complete silence for about two seconds after that while he walks over to the door. Yeah. <laughs> I pre- I'm like, yes, don't laugh at that, Marjorie, and the encourage him. What about the cartooniness of the actual Trading Sundays bit though, with like, you know, you see a bit of the kids' parties, you see a bit of Comic Book Guy and Kamiko's Day. You know what That's I was. Fine positive about was that the cuts were rather quick mm-hmm. it didn't linger on any one of the scenes for very long and you know the different transitions were kind of clever mm-hmm. in a way going from like oh we're watching a studio ghibli movie to oh it's the happy little elves at mm. it was fine also i mean if you want to talk wacky chilled lobster spring rolls sound 
pretty gross. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm not I into really that. I like my lobster spring rolls to be room temperature or higher. Oh god, that'd be somehow a lot worse. No, you'd want you'd want it like yeah, hot and crispy. It looked like they were wrapped in ice. Like it didn't look like pastry or like you know. Yeah, it looked like that shitty spring roll pastry you get. That's like that, that cold kind of translucent garbage. Oh, like the rice paper. I don't know what it yeah. is, man. I just mm. know well, then it's not a spring roll, Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly. I felt my age because I'm like, oh, they're having a nice day. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, was, it did seem like a lovely date yeah. that they went on. And I like, think, you know it's what? nice that comic book actually cares. Yeah. I will say the good part about this part is that it does set up their relationship as being very good and healthy yeah. and nice. That's, oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Which you don't expect. Mm. He's very belligerent and he hates children. But who doesn't? Yeah, and well, mothers sometimes. <laughs> and look, that's sort of what comic book guy and Kamiko originally bond over. You know, she's really into cosplay. He's into mm-hmm. comics. It's yeah. sort of worlds aligning sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there, there's something to be explored, you know, liking all these sort of kid-focused things as adults and then not wanting kids at all. And yeah. I fall very much into that category, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> yes. How many Amiibos did you have to pack? Oh, my God. It's so funny. I got a Facebook memory from like six years ago where it's like... I swear I'd stop at three Amiibos, <laughs> and I've got a picture of seven of them. And yeah, I just, I've bought furniture to house my Amiibos. <laughs> I just, I got a Aww. very big box packed up and <laughs> carefully laid them between bed sheets so they'd yeah. be okay. Didn't individually bubble wrap them? <laughs> Damn he took it. them out of the Do package. Do you even care? <laughs> oh, fuck, now you got me paranoid. I need to get to my storage unit. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, you know what else is sort of wacky that I'm thinking about in retrospect? Homer is at Moe's every night. Mm. Yeah. Why hasn't he ever noticed that there's a trivia trivia. night before? Yeah. I mean, yes, again, continuity. Who gives a shit? But it just seemed a bit like there should have been some excuse. Like, oh, you know. It's the new thing, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to get in the trivia crowd. Yeah. The the nerd crowd. And to be fair, it's pretty packed. Yeah. And lots of people go there. It's huge. It's very popular. Yeah, and this is another, like, over-explainy joke that I hate. Where are the regulars? Here are the regulars. Where are the regulars? Spray. Yeah. Yes. It's just, there was such a tidy, a quicker way to do that joke. (laughs) Yeah, just be like, ah, I got them blind drunk and they're sleeping it off in the cellar. Yeah. Or it's not their thing and, like, then you hear the tapping from beneath and then then you spray. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, yeah, trivia names. What a bad team name that was. Han shot first? There's not even a fucking pun in there. There's not a pun. No. Han answered first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the trivia falcon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Trivenium falcon. <laughs> anyway, so how was the heart of this episode? An episode about emotions and um, wanting babies and all the rest. I mean, it felt very forced. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't believe the sudden, like, I was about to say heel turn. No one turned evil. <laughs> um, the, the, like, people turning on their heels. That's, yeah, that's what I meant. Just very sudden changes in mood and mm. like outlook on life. Kamika does that first. Yeah. yeah. And then comic book guy, the second, yeah, he lives back uh, forward to the past mm. through yeah. Barton Lisa's eyes. Then he's like, oh, I've turned now too. That's the closest we get. And I do like the explanation at least of, oh, you've watched this thing you love again through the eyes of children and you have like knowledge you can pass on. I do like they're then hanging on his every word when he's telling them pointless trivia facts about the movie. That's, re- it's okay. It's enough to at least have him reconsider the idea. But Bart and Lisa weren't honest. in. Uh, it didn't feel truthful mm. in that moment either. I felt mm. it was like they are earning the 20 bucks. Yeah, like they were putting on the, a the show. Scam. Because yeah. when they were like, wow, I care that feels like an act because it doesn't feel like anything that they would do mm-hmm. no, I, not for like back to the yeah, future Lisa I mean, it's fine, she cares but it's, about things yeah but like she was 
saying like oh, this oh, movie no, was made in I mean. America. It's like, like she wouldn't be okay. unfamiliar with the concept. No. Yeah, and that's what sort of bugs me and. You know, Simpsons want to go on about uh, loosey-goosey continuity and whatever now. But, like, the idea that these two aren't into movies is... Mm. It just feels weird. And I know that's more reflective of kids now that, yeah, would rather watch Deadpool on their phones or whatever. But (laughs) I don't know. I do like Bart's line. I don't like any movie where Deadpool doesn't talk to the camera, so I'm watching Deadpool. Mm. (laughs) But even though you're going to look at a screen you can't swipe at, and then let's immediately try. Yeah, kids are fucking dumb, right? You know? I hate that attitude. I hate... I was one of them, but I was like, fucking... TikTok, it'll never be Vine. Um, but <laughs> you know what's Grandpa. funny? Uh, you hear those Vine like, was exactly the same. Things as, oh, I tried to show my kid a book and it tried swiping it. Ugh. What's Ugh. funny is, like, I was showing my mom something on my laptop, just like a little <laughs> article or something, and she immediately tries to swipe at it because it's like, and it's just she's used to tablets and shit. Yeah, you silly millennial. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Kamiko's clockiness, yeah, like we said, came out of nowhere. Um, there was another bit of Kamiko that I really didn't like that mm. felt sort of women, right? Um, where Marge was like, it's okay, you can like express your feelings with us. And she just like immediately fucking snaps, like a totally reasonable oh, yeah. reaction. And it's mm. like, it's your fault. And it's, you're like a crack dealer giving me like the taste of like having a baby. And it's like, that is not Marge's problem at all. Yeah, that I, is I a, literally wrote down, well, way to blame everyone else. Yeah, and also, <laughs> that is a discussion you should be having with your husband. But they need a reason why it's the Simpsons that have to go get comic book guy back yeah, and, and not Kamiko. And, and they're just like, yeah. oh, we'll scramble over the couch quickly to get to comic book guy's dad's house that Which we definitely we know, know where, where it is. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Simpsons' involvement in this. Why do Marge and Homer give that much of a fuck? Like, I wouldn't know. Ah, uh, doesn't make sense. But did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Remember the show from the 90s that we all loved? Does it feel like that? It was like an episode of a Wes Anderson movie that was smashed together with a fever dream. <laughs> you got Simpsons on my Wes Anderson movie. You got Wes Anderson movie on my Simpsons. It's like, you know when like a director gets replaced halfway through a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, except they didn't have the budget to do the reshoots. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so Wes Anderson just had to complete it very quickly. Um, yeah, and the on, only on way single he knew weekend. He and, and a literal shoestring for a budget. Yeah. So that's why, <laughs> you know, they did that thing like in that flashback talking about all these aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Mm. The pajamas, like when the character moved, it was yeah. like the pajamas moved over the texture. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. He, yeah. he didn't have time. Yeah. It's not his style. It's just it was a budgetary thing. Yeah. Man, that is such a trippy effect that yeah. mm-hmm. I just unlocked a skin in Rocket League that does that. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Does it make your brain throw up? It actually makes my Switch want to crash. I think it's a bit too much for the thing to... Yeah, I mean... If anyone wants to play Rocket League with me, I'm always down. Uh, Yeah, Luke, I mean, I think individual character integrity, like, Mm. it's hard to comment on Kamiko because she's still relatively new, despite being in, checks notes, eight-year-old character at this point. Yeah. (laughs) So new, so new. But how many... Any time you get to know her. I think I buy comic uh, Comic Boy book enough. That guy... Jeff Albertson. I buy him enough in this episode. Yeah, but again, it's that sudden, like, Marge figuring out, why didn't you go to your son's baseball Uh, game? And it's like, oh, well, you got me a Sandy Koufax baseball. Wow. All is forgiven, and I am cured now. And Um, the whole, because I didn't know what to do if you'd lose, is this anything? Was the reason he was so bad was because he lost confidence? Yeah. um, After hitting the woman in the head? 
Or Oh no, he lost confidence that his dad wasn't there. Yeah. Right. I thought it was because he threw a curveball that curved so much it whacked that woman so he just returned to just throwing fastballs. Look, quite frankly, that's the coach's fault. They should have pulled him after the third. Well, all run. of the <laughs> other pitches were again in a typical West satisfaction in a multi canoe pileup were all injured mm-hmm. or whatever. Like Yeah. Very convenient. I will say it's kind of worth it for the catch game at the end, but it's also a joke that they just extended way too long. At least Bob started monologuing over the top of it. Yeah. So we didn't have to listen to the ow, ow, ow for another like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yep. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No. <laughs> Neither. BT, what would you like to change? Uh, look, if you want to do this style parody, bring it in way earlier. And you can get rid of a lot of the first and second act fuck you by just introducing this as an idea way sooner. Well, and I think you can do the whole Wes Anderson style of shooting with their tale of two Sundays. Yeah, because you're already setting up a particular change in style, so be consistent with it, because that's my biggest issue. This seems to just be, you know, a third yeah. act in our third act. It's like, yeah. just do little bits throughout the episode, a little smattering here and there. Yeah. I think that would be much more palatable. Definitely. Yeah. Again, core of this is, you know, fine. It's old sitcom trope of newlywed couple is discussing kids now. It's like, okay, fine. We've tread this ground before. We had uh, Apula Manjula do it as well. Yeah. The core of it is okay. It's just figure out what you want to do and stick with it and just... Learn how the structure of a story works, and I absolutely hated when the whole flashback of comic book guy's traumatic childhood baseball game isn't being told to Marge, but yet she somehow knows it. Yeah. Like surely it should be comic book guy going, oh, very well, I'll tell you about this story, and this is why how I got into comics, because that's how things yeah. work. Yeah, and his voice gradually merges into Bob Balaban's, like mm-hmm. the start of that Tom Cruise movie where it's in German at first, and then it morphs into <laughs> English. Valkyrie? Yes, thank you. Or just save the <laughs> fucking money and don't hire Bob Balaban. Like, he's lovely Have you voice. heard his ballad band? He's an essential part of this episode. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? What would you like to change? I think it just needs to be a little more subtle. But I would have liked to have seen, instead of the Wes Anderson thing, Kamiko and comic book guy just have to talk. Yeah. yeah. But that's not a very exciting show to watch. Yeah, like them trouble. just going to couples counseling. Mm. Um, yeah, we we want to move away from that. So I don't know how you fix it with that storyline unless it's just a kind of you go even wackier and then it's <laughs> something I definitely don't want to watch. So yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of a rock and a got, hard got place for me. Yeah. Mm. I think like there's just something a bit inorganic about some of the setups as well. And I think that they almost get there. Like mm. Mudge and Kamiko sort of get along and Homer and comic book guy find common ground. And Yeah, there's something kind of nice about that. Yeah. I'm sure they yeah. throw in a few too many fat jokes, but the concept, again, kind of nice. Yeah. But they kind of abandon that mm. element of the story when Kamiko gets all clocky and there's a think a more organic way to do that they start hanging out more and then at one point they're like oh hey Kamiko comic book guy we can't get a sitter would you actually mind looking after them while we go out and that can at least initiate the plot or something yeah. and you don't need to do this whole fucking cemetery movie thing yeah and then a B plot about Marge and Homer boning in a cemetery that we have to think about the mechanics <laughs> of how you do it in a crypt yeah yeah just realize that the whole point of them was just so Marge and Homer could, well, Homer's motivation was to destroy their lives, essentially, to Mm. suck the fun out of their relationship, which is also a terrible message. But again, they're not terribly good people. So, 
Maybe. Yeah, and like I don't know, maybe through their friendships and whatever, they can kick off an elephant, element, elephant of jealousy, an element of jealousy. <laughs> the, the elephant, elephant of, of jealousy, jealousy has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Band name. Sorry, I usually don't like to riff Actually, on no. like obvious mistakes people make in discussion, <laughs> as I did earlier with Bob Ballad Band. But mm-hmm. um, the elephant of jealousy is too far. <laughs> the elephant of jealousy Well, is... I mean, and I imagine for a married couple with three young kids would have an elephant's worth of jealousy towards... <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, what do they call them? Dinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dual income, no, no kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe there's an element for that, but I mean, American Dad also did it. I just mm. watched an episode the other day where Stan and Franny pierced condoms and put marshmallow fluff inside spermicidal lube. Oh. Wow. Those are terrible people. Mm, it was a terrible episode. Also, that's going to get you a yeast infection, surely. Mm. Start Sarah Chalk. Mm. Anyway, we are here. It's time for everyone's final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Everyone. Everyone. Jordan, you're everyone. I am part of everyone, the collective conscious. Um, <laughs> as much as I don't have very much common ground with the comic book guy, I did agree with his take on that the Avatar movies, the upcoming four movies... Mm, which are definitely happening. Which feels like a parody, but is not. The plot is going to be non-existent. Like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely happening, though. Yeah. So happening. Yeah. Also very happening. <laughs> um, I want to go to a restaurant called Ramen Coma. Please, if you want to take that me there for my next birthday. Real fucking mm. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I laugh because I did like the animation of the ramen rain. Uh, also, they said, like, take a poncho. I always take one just in case. But it's way too late for the poncho. They're already splattered. Yeah, that's yep. what I was thinking. <laughs> I you would can only get so wet in ramen juice. <laughs> yeah. You may get wet. You will get soaked. Yeah. It should have been the thing where Marge saw the bowls coming and was like, oh, hang on. Mm. Like, or ducking under the table or something, maybe. An sure. umbrella's faster. Um, I, a quote I liked, if I know him, and I don't, I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, it's where I've heard that in a Simpsons yeah, episode before. Uh, we did it recently with, well, uh, what haven't. is it, the one where Krusty becomes a father? Oh, and yeah. Like, if I know, I know Fat, Fat Tony, Tony, and I don't. That's right. There we go. Wait, with the violin, that mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I really love scratch that, that. Don't like the line anymore. <laughs> hey, Lex, let's go jump on Tony's bed. <laughs> hey, it's a lunar eclipse tonight. Should we look up? <laughs> nope, it's either solo or nothing. Sorry. Uh, how did comic book guy move his beaver tail? Beaver tail? His beaver tail when he's dressed up as a beaver at the end. Uh, oh, right. With his throbbing erection. Behind him? <laughs> it's and uh, two tethered, meters long? It's tethered. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> they are into some things. <laughs> oh, it's like one of those like animatronic sort of ones and it senses mm. the swelling. Use your imagination, Jordan. <laughs> okay. Is Kamiko a furry then? Well... Maybe. Like, she's into cosplay I, and that's... She wants to fuck that beaver, so, I mean, I'm going to say yes. Just that beaver, though. Not yeah. all beavers. <laughs> oh, we I mean, don't know. Who wants to carry this joke? Because well, I feel I mean, like we're all thinking. <laughs> he wants to fuck Greta from Gremlins 2. So, I mean, yeah. look, you know, they got some common ground there again. Why does she wear the bra over the jumper? Like Maybe that's the way Greta wears it in the movie. I haven't well, seen that for a very long time. They're not going to show her in just a bra. Maybe. No. They showed the... Marge's boobs in that... Oh, wait, that was a Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Stop getting Playboys confused with real life, Elliot. I wonder, <laughs> hey, side quest. Studios? <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe. If you go on eBay, how much does one of those Playboys go for, mm. do you think? Oh, probably not a lot. Are uh, you reckon? That does not look like it's uh, overclothes at all. In fact, that no. is far too much gremlin skin that I can see. Well, and that's what I mean. They're not going to show Kimiko in a full, like, just a bikini. I don't know. I'm Look, sure we've seen Simpsons characters in Don't put your filthy desires into the writers' minds. Sixty-five bucks. Uh, that's like the buy it now price. It's oh. currently uh, twenty-five bucks. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. never mind. Hey, question. Hmm. What happened to fake Bart? 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Leland Hubner the Third. Yeah, I did kind of like the idea of taking the wrong kid home because he's got his face painted. You don't recognize him. He did look sort of like Bart yeah. as well, yeah. sort of. But also, they went double back, got Bart, still went home with Leland Hubner. Yeah, and the last one was, you know what? I don't usually like the credit scenes that they do, no, but I, this one was kind of nice. This one I did as well. It's all that Wes Anderson just kind of a painting, and it's got each character with you know things, things that from I did past. from, from yeah. various episodes. And I think it was the fact that it wasn't. A scene. It was playing under the credits. Yeah, and yeah. it was just his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's not and getting it was in cool. The like, like you go, oh, I remember that. It's yeah. like Lisa the Beauty Queen, like the melted rod and mm-hmm. uh, scepter. scepter and crown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like Bart with the mask, dancer mask and mm-hmm. stuff. Like it was, it yeah. was interesting. But again, like no Maggie's shit. It was, and she's got, she's yeah. had other stuff. So many weapons. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, at least a pistol and a fucking air rifle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's weird that they didn't have any Maggie stuff. That like really. Could have had Bobo. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's just so weird. The show really does pick and choose when it wants to care about the continuity, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It really does. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Uh, of course. Kimiko makes comic book guy Burrito Man for breakfast. Oh, that, that Voltron burrito. I'm into that. I know. Yeah. That's love, man. And I'll it's eat beautiful. the head. <laughs> In the background of Punched the arcade. Punched up your joke, fucking Simpsons. Yeah. In the background of the arcade is Parallel Park. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I'd play that game. Yeah, for like just their playlist of lame I'm games. I'm pretty mm. sure I had an iPhone app that yeah. was like a parking app I feel like game. we can find it pretty easy. Yeah. Kamiko's trying to calm down Maggie. She just says, all is well. Silence. You are loved. And I just think uh, we could all hear that from time to time. Yep. You know, from someone. Yeah. What's with Maggie's little knockoff crusty doll as well? Yeah, like the hair was all back and it kind of looked more like dreadlocks. I'm not mm. sure what was going I on. I didn't notice. I kind of like at the end of Forward to the Past, the riverboat becomes a car instead of like in the end of Back to the Future where the car becomes a, a flying plane, car. essentially. Yeah. 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 Oh my, this bit actually floats between me loving it and me hating it's it. It's right yeah. in the middle there. The joke of where we're going, we don't need rivers. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, because it's an, like an all-terrain vehicle, it's yeah. actually not bad at all. I, I yeah. appreciated it. But, the kind of the downgrade to upgrade. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, even the initial bit where it's like, we've got to get this steamboat up to 99 miles per hour, whatever. But then it just dragged on so long after that. Yeah. I didn't mind the, the line of, wait, did you mean relative to the land or to the water? I don't oh, know, Marty. That's all the bit that I hated. Yeah, okay, fair Again, enough. They could have just made that a touch faster and I think it would have landed better. Great, Steve. Because it's, yeah. yeah that it was, was a... Uh, Possible, yeah. Well, Christina yeah. Lloyd just, impersonation. Just to sit on this for a little bit longer than we should. When they do the whole relative to the land, relative to the water, he doesn't go like it's not quick. It's you know what? I never really, I don't know. And it's like no, no, no you should just been. Mm. I don't know, Marty. Mm. Ah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, that would have been faster and funnier. Yeah, fools. All right, and yeah, only got a couple left. Um, One day we will cover all of your notes before you get a chance. <laughs> I will be like, well, I got nothing I'm left, sure we guys. Have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way, especially the plot gets yelled at you, Kamiko, comic book guy gets home, just yells, impregnate me. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Actually, I didn't mind that. I have to go tell my husband something, and then he just launches himself at him. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, and speaking of yelling as well, when they're at trivia, they are loudly yelling all their answers. Yeah. If I was the next table across, I'd be stealing all of them. And I was hoping that was going to be the joke. The winner is everyone. Everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Because you guys kept shouting out the answers. (laughs) Although, which one of the four of them was supposed to know about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? All of them. Marge knew about and. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just like going, okay, yes, all of the questions so far have been a specialty of one of them. But then it was like... Yeah. yeah, but you couldn't think of another, like, four-word thing that they could all, like, share. Mm. Crosby, Stills, and Young. You forgot about Nash. 
they might be giants. <laughs> there we go. 30 seconds to Mars. Mighty, Morphin, Power, Turtles. Um, <laughs> and yeah, at the end of Bob Balaban telling Marge the story out of nowhere, a book closes with great expositions. No, it wasn't. It's time to rank this thing. <laughs> On the Simpsons Index, we're accusing our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best, oh, the very best, the episodes which The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look, I'm giving it a participant, and this is sort of on the basis that I've actually seen a fair amount of fucking failures lately, <laughs> and <laughs> this just isn't as bad as some of them but don't get me wrong this is a very mm. smelly participant this is only just skirting by because it's slightly more competent than it yeah what's come before it bt what do you reckon yeah when we were watching the episode i'm like hey participant and then when we got to this third act fuck you i'm like well welcome to failure town motherfucker <laughs> however since i've calmed down since that there's nothing i hate in this as much as i don't like the structure of it especially in terms of marge suddenly understanding comic book guys backstory from nowhere I'm just not angry enough about it to fail it, so I'm going to participate as well. Again, it's a low participant, but it's fine. Whatever. Jordan? Yeah, this episode definitely got tossed into a dumpster by its <laughs> teammates. And then was it's, piled on by comic books. Yeah. It's participant definitely material. It didn't rile me up. It just kind of confused me in parts. Yeah. <laughs> and in others, just sort of aggravated me. So, yeah, it was a, it was a nice, even, confused, aggravated sort of sure milieu. I think the emotional unavailability of the participant rank is really suited to this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you describe it best in one word, which right. is meh. That's yeah. a unanimous participant. We're giving this the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> unanimous. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> um, sorry, um, just... I'll do it just... this afternoon. Nothing to do with the episode. Yeah. But, like, talking about, like, made me think of this really good tweet from Nina Oyama, who was, where it was like, you say... Love Nina Oyama. We're trying for a child. I hear my husband's been doing big, huge cums in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I do always like the literal translation yeah. of things. So, yeah. Gross. Don't say that. Big, huge. <laughs> Big, huge gums. That's, that's such a, just a funny clumping of words. Remember yeah. that for the next Jackbox uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> and no, Nina Oyama's great. I okay. love her. Yeah. But yeah, unanimous participant. There's no other unanimous participants in season 32. And Jordan. failures? There was only one, and it oh. was Dull Silver, actually. Oh. We actually quite liked it. Wow. <laughs> Undercover Burns. Confused oh, yeah. again, Mixed. but and yeah, Jordan. Once again, that catches you up. You are officially got at least one episode from every season yes. now on the index. But you know that's it for the Disney era, and now we're going to move all the way back to an episode from eleven years ago in the HD era. Huh. These, Sentences. These words what are you sense. doing to us? And we're going to watch an episode called Stealing First Base. BT, what's this episode about? Okay, so Bart and Homer decide to go out and just steal every first base from every baseball diamond and then make out with a bunch of girls. I thought it was the one where Homer and Bart invade and successfully fortify America's first military base. <laughs> um, and then the United States government has no choice but to send in SEAL Team 6. Wow, see, I thought it was the one where they go in and steal the very first bass guitar from the <laughs> Rock and Roll History Museum. Oh, yeah, cool. Well, which one of us is right? No, it's we'll all find the same out. episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back, and we just watched our HD era episode. Fuck, that sounds weird to say in the middle. Mm. We just watched 
Season 21, Episode 15, Stealing First Base. First released in March of 2010, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by John Frank in this episode. The fourth grade classes merge and Bart gets a crush on his new desk mate who also likes skateboarding and stuff and on Grandpa's advice, steals a kiss from her. Mm-hmm. And in the B story, Lisa gets an F and Michelle Obama shows up to <laughs> set prove that it's alright. And in the C story, <laughs> Nelson befriends a blind kid and it's easily the best part of the episode. <laughs> hey guys, what'd you think? Yeah, it was the best part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was my note as well. Um, yeah, mixed feels. Mixed feels. Hey, mm. I... I don't know what I watched. <laughs> yeah, I, it has I, a very washover effect, and at the same time, staticky. And it's interesting because Lisa thought she was in a dream, but I feel like I dreamed some of that episode. Right? Yeah. No, I know the feeling. Yeah, I, like I'm sort of tired, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, that went on for a, quite a while. It feels <laughs> Did like. I watch like four different episodes while yeah. I was running at the gym? No, um, I was mm. sitting in a couch, and that was one. Mm. Yeah, let's hook into it. BT, for better or worse, what stands out to you from this episode? It's going to have to be, for me, I'm going to mispronounce this, Koyana Nisquachi, which is this... Oh, Koyana's Katsi, yeah. Whatever, man. I said I would mispronounce it. It's a, this really long, itchy and scratchy bit, which is based off the experimental film by experimental filmmaker Godfrey Reggio, with music by Philip Gloss. I just don't know how to process what I just watched. It's cause the, it's it's the really second itchy well. and scratchy movie, clearly. Yeah. yeah, it's the long-awaited follow-up to yeah. Then you know, Homer is letting Bart see. Yeah, um, without seeing the first one, it's going to ruin all the continuity. Oh yeah, because they do see it in a theater and yeah. everything, and it's and in three D. Be- I pointed out just because it's part what really makes this feel like a weird dream is it's, it's a long bit. I didn't time it or anything, but yeah, at least a minute long enough for me to try to look it up, spell it wrong, get it right, and then find out what it was. So, um, do either of you know the source material for this? I haven't watched it. I knew of it. I did go and see something sort of similar called Baraka out in uh, like Centennial Park when they did the, like Moonlight Cinema. Mm-hmm. You still have the blades coming out of his arms? <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat in that was, Yeah, <laughs> that was when I thought someone was throwing chocolate cake, but it was all the bats pooing on us. <laughs> oh, um, shit. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's, I guess it's similar in that it's a series of images and mm. sounds and, and music and, and things like that. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, David Malloy has seen it because there was a reference in an episode I think we did with him and he knew what we were talking sure. about. It's quite a pull to make. Yeah, for something I feel like no one is going to get. Like, again, it's, it's coming back to this thing three minutes that we've, we've talked about before where, where Simpsons writers will make references for what seems like references' sake to be like, hey, remember the thing that only us people that are at least yeah. 50 years old will get. Yeah, so the yeah. problem I have with it, and, you know, it's kind of like what makes the Twin Peaks bit not work if you're not familiar with mm-hmm. the show about the guy dancing with the horse and it's like, I have no idea what's it's going good, yeah. on. But at least that's quick. Yeah, and that's the punchline as well. Homer doesn't know what's going on, so if you don't, you're just like, yep. Yeah, and this is just a itchy and scratchy where, yeah, yeah. a random series of shit is happening. And oh, also, it, was that a sneaky peek? Fuck! Can't get away from this bloody segment. Twins. Then lives inside a tree. Sanehi beats. And we're back. Yeah, speaking of cutting away to random bullshit. Um, so in the context of itchy and scratchy bits as well, when, you know, they generally do movie parodies, it's so focused and sharp and... 
this wasn't. And despite the fact that, like, animation-wise, it objectively looked cool, it felt like, yeah, we got a couch gag in the middle of an episode. I'm going to disagree slightly. I don't know if it looked cool. It looked pretty average Simpson movie quality, I think. Like, I mean, there was a little bit of extra detail with, like, you know, his head spiralling down and the blood kind of gushing out. I guess I just like the sort of desert landscapes and kind of the way that the animation did transition, even though, like, just the whole time I'm like, what is this and who is this for? If they were going to do it as a parody of the movie, Mm. it should have just sort of been slightly disparate shots of Scratchy getting killed in various ways, like in in nature and then like an urban environment, like, you know, it's all about like, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the detail of the movie. Actually, that's what I liked. I liked all the Scratchy stuff, but then when it was like time lapses of like the various itchies in the world, it's just like, yeah, Mm. what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, What about you, Jordan? What stood out to you from this episode for better or worse? One of the jokes that I kind of liked was Skinner and Willie kissing, Mm -hmm. but... It was started as a, as a sort of like, uh, but then like they seem to really be getting into it. I mean, mm. the implication is they do it for hours. So yeah. after a while, you would just give into it. And Willie, yeah, he was like dipping Skinner mm. in a firm but tender manner. <laughs> His and, broad um, Scottish arms embracing him like the mists of the very moors. Yeah. Of which All right, he was born. Highlander, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, there can oh. be only one. He whispered. I meant the other. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I mean, even then, it didn't like stand out. It was just like a joke that I was like, this is something, I guess. But it did also feel sort of gay panicky as well. Like, yeah. whiff of that. It was one where they had a point where I was like, they lost me with the setup. And mm-hmm. then like when the kids are laughing at Willie and Skinner kissing, yeah. that's when I'm on board with the joke, especially with Chalmers going, if you don't shut up now, I'll make them kiss all night. I can wait as long as you can, you know, doing that yeah, routine. Yeah, that whole bit. It may have gone on a fraction too long, but there was, in amongst it all, yeah, a joke I liked. Hmm. Actually, I mean, can I change it to something? I mean, who's like, gonna I'm not, not going to change it. But it'll, okay. The first one will still exist, but you yeah. can have a second. Uh, is that Bart actually says, you're the biggest psycho I've ever met, and mm. he's met Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is part of the episode that I fucking despise, mm-hmm. which like. is the whole, yeah, chicks be crazy angle. This is another yeah. one. This is two in a row sort of thing. Yeah. But guys, women, am I right? Bitches yeah. be crazy. The thing that bugs me most about it is, Sucks. did you guys pick up who the guest star of the episode was? Uh, Meryl Streep. Close. Not at all close. Gina Davis. <laughs> Sterile Meep. Further and that's not a p- ever <laughs> a person. Barbara no, Streisand. It was... Close again. Sarah Silverman. Oh, right. You know what? At the end, she had a bit of a Kristen Schaal going to mm. her. But yeah, Sarah Silverman she, makes sense. Yeah, I actually thought towards the end that she lost her like childishness sounding. Yeah. It sounded like an adult woman towards the her, end. Her voice changed in the last, like... Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. She man. started sounding like, not Linda, she started sounding like Louise. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not Tina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What bugs me most about this is, after School of Rock, Sarah Silverman was very vocal in the fact that she never really wanted to play a girlfriend in Mm -hmm. films and TV anymore. Yeah. Um, And, you know, she turned down the role of that Rosaria Dawson took in Clerks Mm 2 because she was like, I don't want to be the girlfriend. If you were giving me the role of Randall, I'm in. But this one feels like it's totally all the reductive stuff that she had a problem with in School of Rock 
distilled. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a bit part on The Simpsons. It's not like a role, but... But it's yeah. also... It's com- a featured role yeah, in The Simpsons, yeah, sorry. True, true. But it's also combined with a bunch of like female stereotypes mm. that are not clever. So I don't know why she would do this. And it just turns on a dime as well. It doesn't feel like that was what the episode was leading towards. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she's done writing in the past as well, mm. right? So surely she would have had a... A say into the writing who, who process regarding this episode. This works. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just shit out by like an AI, and then they just have to like work around that. Maybe <laughs> John Frink, <laughs> he was the inventor. Now he is the invention. Robot. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, war games. It's like he's become <laughs> the computer, and he just does everything automatically now. Mm-hmm. It's the only good explanation. <laughs> like, right? More Samsons. Yeah. So I don't know where the episode could have gone after the whole consent play thing. But mm, the whole yeah. she's a psycho now, it just, again, felt really lazy. Yeah, it was very weird when she's then actually into Bart and he's like, but this whole like fiasco happened because you didn't like me. And she's like, oh, you don't understand women at all. It's like, uh, why do we have to go here? That's not a women thing. Like, this character doesn't make sense at all. No. And once again, thinking yeah. back to good Simpsons, like Jessica Lovejoy, there mm. was motivation for the character yeah. there, mm-hmm. trying to rebel against the religious oppressive dad. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And look, we all love Sarah Silverman. However, you can't compare her to Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's just not fair. Whether they're Simpsons characters or just screen actors, it's, you know. <laughs> uh, was this a particularly... Oh, wait, I haven't said what stood out to me. Yeah, look, love the Nelson Blind Kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Wish there was more of it. Like, I, I think, think it only works in those small snippets in the background. I think that was just enough. Any more, it would have it would have overstayed, I think. Yeah, I guess any more than that, it would have had the Blind Kid explaining to Nelson, hey, you're being patronising. Mm. But the way that it comes at the end where, you know, he can take a punch from Nelson and he dishes out to Nelson, oh, you punch cured me. And just like, (laughs) it's very good, cute stuff. Yeah. And that's what stood out to me. Yeah. (laughs) I'll give that a silver. Mm -hmm. But Sarah, (laughs) I won't give a silver. Man. Man. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Those Harvard satellites are everywhere and we know it. Again, where was the follow-up joke to this? So they're spying on her, then what? The joke is that there's a satellite? Yes. Usually there's, you know, Russian guys fighting and there's a sturgeon falls but, but, out. But Elliot, there's a satellite. <sighs> Lisa just getting popular immediately as soon as she fails. And it's yeah. all like, like if she had freaked out and offended the teacher and been sent to the principal's office for that, at least she might have been seen as a bit of a rebel. But they're all just like, hey, you're suddenly incredibly popular with everybody because you failed one test. I was like, okay, we all know she didn't fail. So where's this yeah. going? Like, yeah, within the one scene, she gets her ascendance and downfall. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's not how no. anything works. They needed a reason to get Michelle Obama in this, I guess. I don't think they and did. And that was the other guest star of this episode. Yeah. Angela Bassett. What? That was not Michelle Obama. But then why did we it? do this? <laughs> Wait, it wasn't Michelle Obama. No. Okay. Then why did we do this? <laughs> I Apparently, assumed it had to have been because well, I what, think, what else was look, the point? I think ah. it sort of makes sense because I think Michelle Obama did have an anti-bullying initiative. This wasn't anti-bullying. This was just, you it know. It was sort of. Super it was nerds. Sort of. The, I guess, fine. It was a more positive than, hey, don't bully. It was, you know. Bu- it, the, I think it tied into yeah. her like, public yeah. persona sort of thing. And also, Lisa's a smart girl. She knows what Flotus stands for. She should have known. Oh, they set it up like it was going to be some sort of mystery. And then, oh, we'll just explain it for you and not yeah. lead up just to it in, in an interesting way. Just in case you don't way. know what Flotus means. Yeah. 
Although I did like the joke yeah. with Raul, like, yeah, I had to use Flotus one. Someone already took Flotus and Raul's like, because I swim with my Flotus. I, was, I liked that. Yeah. But yeah, so it's 2010. Mm-hmm. So let's theorize this episode goes into production 2009. Mm-hmm. And they reach out to Michelle Obama and she sent them a kind rejection letter, apparently. Yeah. And they still went ahead with it. Yeah, that's. I guess it was already in production. And that they makes... go, Michelle Obama! Like, fucking Nelson says it in oh, every yeah. I know, that was the thing. The grind to a halt to have this speech is what made me think, oh, wow, I guess it must have actually been her. Also, why, why is yeah, this why, suddenly why happening? Why is this? Elliot, answer our question. <laughs> why can't she just, I don't know, send I'm her also... a letter with a sign? Just have Angela Bassett turn up! She's a very respectable woman! Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give or, her the fucking starring role. Or Natalie Bassingthwaite. <laughs> Or someone playing bass. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm a little bummed out because I kind of I at the time like the joke about you know Michelle Obama's muscular arms because when I thought it was her, it's like a way to lean into it. That's nice. Mm. Now I don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't consent to that joke. Nope. So I feel like I'm so much more in a dream now. Yeah. Because it's like, Beach, Beach, that wasn't Michelle Obama. You were asleep. Oh, what? What? There was 45 minutes of static. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I didn't mind Grandpa's fantasy about the static. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just the idea that something's gone wrong in his brain. And they didn't dwell on it too much. I will take that as well. Man, there is some good jokes in this episode. It's going to make this thing hard to rank. Uh, Any other wackiness, though? Yes. When Bart is drawing the robot tattoo. Mm-hmm. Why is her skin so squeaky like a whiteboard? <laughs> her skin it is was made like, out of teeth eh, eh, and she's got eh, the McLean's yeah. to squeak. <laughs> to be fair, I feel we have precedent for this. I'm pretty sure when Bart draws on Homer's head in the uh, Deep Space Homer episode, it makes the same sound. That's like an old joke, though. Yeah. Of like, like you know, ah, chrome dome, huh? Like, you know. True. Yeah, um, yeah. But other wackiness. Yes. What I've detailed here as car misadventure. <laughs> um, that opening scene with the GPS. Oh, all right. I forgot that happened. Wow. 2010s. Doing mm. some GPS gear. Yeah. Also, sure. it's terrible sure. GPS. It only shows him the turns he needs to make at the exact moment he needs to make the turns. Yeah, 50 meters. Yeah. Fuck, they, they really didn't have much to riff on here, also, did they? Lisa knows what the metric system is. Shut up. <laughs> I like how they try Shut to up. make the metric system sound complicated. Like it's, oh, yep. 50 meters, that's 0.5 feet. And it's like, no, fucking goddamn. It's like, how many feet in three-fifths of a mile? <laughs> Tell you what, 600 meters if it's a kilometer. <laughs> yeah, easy shit. But yeah, the whole thing with the girder and them spinning out. I guess I didn't mind the whole pullback that he was still using the GPS while getting the tow truck. Ah, kind of sorry. Honestly, I made no notes using that entire bit. Uh, yeah, so. I just literally wrote car misadventure. <laughs> they almost <laughs> fucking died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That went right through the windshield. Great also, thing no one was in the middle seat. They yep. Nobody was wearing seatbelts in that car until, until he told them to. Belts, yeah. yeah. Terrible. It's 20... Jesus, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's current year, people. Uh, another bit of wackiness and part of the play that I fucking hated, mm. which was where Homer couldn't tell that uh, it was Skinner playing Bart. Homer, that's hey. not Bart. He's that exact, sitting right next to you. That exact delivery. Yeah. I wrote down that quote in the, you know, SpongeBob bending upwards meme <laughs> alternating caps. Yeah. Oh, the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's just that delivery. Yeah. Why not just be Homer Bart's right there? Yeah. And <laughs> not. But Homer... The other thing I hated about this joke was that Homer said, oh, I've finally seen one of Bart's plays. Marge goes, but Homer, that's not Bart. 
Homer didn't really indicate that he thought that was Bart. It's just like, haha, I finally saw one of Bart's plays. Yeah. Like, surely yeah. that was the joke, and Homer was, ugh. Well, to really spell it out for an audience, it should have been, I am now witnessing my son on stage. <laughs> I have at last accomplished this achievement as a father. Yeah. But home. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Radical. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot more wackiness to go over, but how about the heart of this episode? Ba-bumps. Um, I felt nothing. We've already covered Nelson and the Blanket. Well, instead of heart, maybe we could just... Sorry. We can... No, even then, I found that too... Like, the first two were too patronizing. Mm. I get what they're going for, but... Yeah. um. We know, like, Nelson has a heart Mm. when he goes to see what's-his-name in Bronson. Oh, yeah. Um, Andy Williams. Andy Williams! Sorry, this is Branson, Missouri. (laughs) Ain't over. Yeah, like, it just seemed over the top. Yeah, no, I think it was fine. Especially when he's all like, oh, you're not a freak. I never thought I was. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. I guess instead of heart, we can talk about moral morals, which this episode kind of splits almost immediately down the middle because... Bart kisses this girl, and then they have this whole... It's implied that it's the parents, like, overreacting. But then it's like, wait, which side are you falling on here? Yeah. Is it people are being too sensitive, or is it this was wrong, but now people are going too far, they're overcorrecting? And then they kind of come back a little bit for, on that side of things, but it's never... Chalmers is obviously like, oh, this is all bullshit. But yeah. then the episode, the episode, I feel, mostly comes down onto the side of... What he did was wrong, but the school overcorrected because they like have an absolute no-touch policy whatsoever. It just wasn't entirely clear where they were landing on that, which further got muddied by this girl being like hot and cold for Bart all across the place and just being absolutely insane. It's like, what? Where? Where are you on this? And yeah, they distract from the episode by having yeah this extended Michelle Obama today I've learnt speech, and it's mm. like this isn't really the point of the rest of the episode where you're tr- you're trying to get to a very important point mm. and like i guess it could have gone a lot worse especially considering the topic of consent yeah and, and I, I think like 60 percent of it goes well in the sense that he gets the advice from an old man it's like yeah he would have said that and yeah. for the most part it's just not quite clear enough considering how muddied things get with all the other daydream stuff going on. Sorry, Jordan. No, no, I was just going to say, while I don't think it's a good plot path to go down, I think it would have made more sense that Michelle Obama makes this speech about Lisa being special or whatever, but that makes Lisa get, like, the bullies double down, essentially. Mm. Like, they're like, oh, what a fucking nerd, yeah, but, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would have been a good, you know, undermining of the whole bit as well. Because yeah. instead they're like, wow, Michelle Obama thinks you're cool. You must be the raddest. <laughs> Michelle Obama's into mulch. <laughs> but also, <laughs> that, that would have been great <laughs> See, to start bullying Michelle Obama. <laughs> blind kid gets in on it because, especially because they didn't actually have Michelle Obama. I know. Yeah. So they didn't need to be like very special episode. Bullying sucks. Be cool in school. Yeah. You mm. know. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters that are behaving like themselves? Yeah, I um, guess. No? <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird one, man. But, I'm so... Yeah, but doesn't understand girls. Like, he's yeah. struck out with a lot of girls. So I guess that his confusion yeah. sort oh, his of confusion seems is fine. real. Him getting things wrong is fine. It's just... Yeah. Like, I guess the show's, like, characters kind of feel like them, but it's just the show as a whole is kind of motivating weirdly. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's like a tricky said, I, one to answer. I, I'm not even entirely sure where they're even landing on this point. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure, but I'm not certain enough to really give it a pass for that. Yeah, 
Who knows? Yes or no, would you watch this one again? I kind of want to dissect it and convince myself it wasn't a dream. <laughs> I feel like I mustn't have been paying attention. <laughs> it feels like I missed a whole bunch of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it kind of washes over you, and it's sort of a really weirdly different way to the other one. That yeah, did. <laughs> it's like being soaked in static. You feel kind it's, of fuzzy, but you're not sure why. Yeah, sort yeah. of like dying of hypothermia. It reminds me of the time when I t- <laughs> died of hypothermia. It was just a really airy fart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did point my butt into the microphone to make that sound. So. And you can download the MP3 of that if you just friend, send $2 to SideQuest. You know. <laughs> Care of happy dude. Uh, yes or no? Would you watch this? Well, I just asked that question. See? It's all a dream, Elliot. <laughs> BT, what would you change? I don't even know where to start. Make it a little clearer. Like, I'm completely fine with the idea of, yes, Bart did something wrong, but then the school overcorrects and they make no one touch anyone at all. Mm. Then explore that. Like, when they, you know, force everyone to have uniforms and the school drastically changes, have them playing tip, but they're, you know, tag rather, because they're in the States, but they have to stay, you know, one, sorry, I was going to say one meter, but, you know, whatever it is in feet, 14 feet away from each other when playing tag. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Uh, there's something to be mined there, for you, especially for your A story. And don't make this girl an unreadable lunatic. Even if later on you want her to have an interest in Bart's to say, I just wasn't ready and you really threw me off. Yeah. Just ask next time. It's maybe a little heavy, heavy handed on its message, but fine. I'll take heavy handed because then I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, mm. totally. And cut out that entire itchy and scratchy bit. Dig yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? I just, before when you said 14 feet, yeah. thought in my mind was like Quentin Tarantino being like, 14 feet, you say? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is feet uh, is in everything. It's even cereal boxes. Yeah, yeah they've had to stop using uh, the imperial system on Quentin Tarantino <laughs> sets because <laughs> the boners are so disruptive. Yep, it's like, oh, he's got bought a new bird. It's a 14 foot. Oh, God, Quentin's fat. Getting hard again. Doing big fat comes in his pants. Big fat comes in his pants. <laughs> No, he tries to return the boat. You told me this was 14 feet. You told me. <laughs> it is wrong kind of foot. <laughs> what did you think a boat was, Quinn? Anyway, sorry, Jordan. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, I want that character that Sarah Silverman plays to be... Nikki, I believe. Yes, Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, right. I want her to have a motivation for why she behaves the way... She does. Yeah. Whether that is because she's like gone to some of her parents' trials, Mm. um, and some of them are maybe like sexual harassment cases, or even just her parents are established as both being big professional jobs. Maybe it is a cry for attention and just getting in some kind of trouble at school. Yeah. It's not great, but it's something. Yeah, that's better than like you know just women blow hot and cold, which just sucks. But it seems to be a constant recurring theme in The Simpsons. I'm just kind of over that. My second thought was the guy that sits next to Millhouse, Bodie, uh, grows up to be Bodie from Point Break. I assumed it did. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually Point Break is in the Simpsons universe. Mm. Yep. 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 Isn't sun elsewhere, isn't, yeah. Definitely didn't happen in the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, this is the heart of what I'd like to change is that I think it's kind of interesting making the two fourth grade classes merge and that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there is potentially this other side of 
the school that we haven't seen and i like were you did you guys have like that in your primary schools at all like the split up classes like that yeah for grade like one to six or whatever yeah yeah, yeah you had like six l because yeah. like our mm-hmm. teacher was you know mr lauker or something like that yeah so yeah but you kind of knew the other kids because they would change between each grade yeah mm. well i mean it's a kind of interesting thing that i think is like it must be way more common and i think it's like worth exploring in the simpsons that I mean, just at least that there's this other fourth grade that we haven't seen. And maybe, like, there are some kids that, like, we're already friends in it. And, I don't know, maybe that's where fucking Richard and Lewis are now. Yeah. Is why we don't see them anymore. Yeah, that'd be something. You know, because they sort of set up this thing in the episode where, yeah, everybody's mm. getting their new fucking fourth grade desk pal. And, like, I just don't know how that wasn't enough. Like, yeah. why we needed to introduce this subplot with Lisa. Uh, like, the Nelson bit flows organically so from we could have a shell obama <laughs> was you can have an episode to yourself lisa <laughs> yeah what was the deal with that bit at the start when they first walk in mm-hmm. and there's five kids in a row being like can i sit here meh can i sit here yeah meh. which i thought was gonna be a thing as well like this is a very i don't know apathetic class somehow I yeah but i didn't understand what that was all about like, like i want to see millhouse getting cooler because he's hanging out with point break maybe he pulls a keanu reeves and <laughs> like yeah. fires a gun while screaming in the air <laughs> yeah <sighs> <laughs> and yeah like sherry and terry and the weird boy girl twins i don't mm-hmm. know whatever like you set up an episode that you didn't follow through with basically yeah yeah look that's it fun notes time jordan do you have any Miss Hoover, the, I take no joy in this. <laughs> Little Miss Perfect. <laughs> mm. I do love, yeah, Just the way that... Miss Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. She sucks. Mm. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Get it? Oh, she's Hoover, a Hoover. Yeah. Okay. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Yeah, plenty. When Bart finally gets to school, Nelson's just spitting in books. Mm. I just liked it. Yeah, uh, I actually didn't mind that little crazy montage yeah. with... They flick the mouse out of the mm-hmm. windows, go straight down an owl's gullet. Yep. I'm a solicitor, my husband's some other kind of lawyer or something, and neither of us is happy. Oh, and then I was like, well, maybe you should get better jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, like that. And what I think is the biggest star in the cap of this episode is when Bart's lying on the ground and no one's allowed to touch him, Principal Skinner's like, hey, I'll push him to the curb with this pool skimmer. And Chalmers doesn't yell, Scammer! I'm like, yeah. I, re- I literally wrote down, okay, wait for it, come on. <laughs> oh my god. And then they didn't. Holy <laughs> fucking shitballs, that, guys. That is really good. Even if they got Michelle Obama, this would be the biggest part of the episode. You yeah. know what we haven't talked about at all? What? Is that huge fucking kissing montage. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, all the yeah. classic kisses through history, yeah. which is giving CPR, and, which is not the same thing. Yeah, and some of them are like just the scene from the movie mm. or whatever, like from Here to Eternity or... Yeah, um, but then they've got like... Gone the, with the Wind, The Quiet Man, Lady and the Tramp, Planet of the Apes, and Golden Pond, Ghost, Spider-Man, Star Trek, Beauty and the Beast, The Public Enemy, <gasps> Wally, Alien 3, uh, though that was the I do joke. like the Alien 3 <laughs> one. That's the extra mouth that comes out and just... Yeah. Godfather Part 2, All in the Family, Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I did enjoy that, like, because it was cool seeing, like, a Simpsonified yeah. version of those. It yeah. Was nice. Like, I was rolling my eyes to begin with, but then I was like, by the time the alien one rolled mm-hmm. over and there was the actual joke, I'm like, could it have been shorter? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they yeah. had an extended couch gag as well and the full intro mm. so they were definitely short on time for this episode and the couch gag as well that was just so many frames away from being a nice little couch gag in the garden mm. no, and everything fine because yeah. i thought it was going to go for a lot longer than it did so when it yeah. was short i was happy 
And that was your notes? That is my notes. Yeah, I don't have many left. Oh, we're going to sue you for your last dime. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I did like that. Uh, I did like one of the posters they had in the school, Loose Lip loose lips sink scholarships yeah. loose <laughs> lips sink scholarships L- L- loose lips sink scholarships yeah it's mm. tough that sounds like a interest school spying sort of initiative mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i like make a movie about that yes one of call my f- it the elephant of jealousy <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite variations on that was kevin smith on the force awakens because mm-hmm. he went in and did one of the stormtroopers and josh what what's his name the fucking director of it god why am i forgetting him um jay jay abrams yeah he was taking him for a tour of the set and showing him all the things and there were posters up that kev was like oh my god loose lips sink starships that is so good and like <laughs> someone whispered him they put them up for you <laughs> <laughs> these weren't here yesterday wow we had them specifically printed <laughs> You'll see at the bottom, <laughs> this means you, Kevin Smith. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all my notes. It's time to rank this thing. Uh, BT, good luck. Gee, many freaking Christmas. I'm going to go cubic participant. <laughs> this is just such a mind-bogglingly odd one. I don't even know where it lands. It's it's worth seeing just to, again, I need to see it again just to confirm that it's real. Uh, yeah, if they'd stuck the moral, I would have gone to bronze, even though I didn't get a lot of good laughs out of this, because, hey, they stuck the moral. They kind of almost got there, so I don't want to, like, make it a bad participant, but it's still a participant. There's not really a lot here. It's like poking through meringue. <laughs> um, right. It has potential, though, and it could have gone so much worse. So, at least you tried. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, it's sort of uh, sort of a bronze failure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh. it's somewhere in between those three. It floats. I almost want to like abstain from rating it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all just refuse to rate it because um, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just gonna give it a participant. That seems to be the kind of the middle Mid-point point of everything. Of everything, there is some bits that you have to watch. Mm. You know, if it wasn't for the utter weirdness of some parts, I probably would go bronze because I feel like it's solid enough. Of a yeah. sp- then but they some do of a few it, parts so bad. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm ever wrong. Some of it <laughs> just really frustrated me. The Sarah Silverman, the character of Nikki, sort of sucked. Mm. Um, no, she started uh, off okay. I thought, okay, this is uh, yeah. like when Bart says something stupid. He's uh, tuning up his armpit farts, and she gets a little smile. You're like, okay, this isn't going to be her grossed out by him entirely. They're going to get along. That's nice. Yeah. You could tell that, like, they were supposed to kind of get along, but this constant, yeah, antagonism mm. and then, like, messing with his head bothered me. So, yep. yeah, it, it wouldn't be enough to drag it out. Yeah, look, the th- problems that this episode have definitely equal out a lot of the jokes that I would have wanted to reward with a mm. bronze. Mm. And that's the disadvantage with doing any sort of rating system is it really doesn't tell the full story, you yeah. know. This is a bit of art where you've got to read the plaque a bit. Mm. like, And I really want to reward the things that it does yeah, right, the but thing. the thing is, yeah... The things that it did wrong are like failure territory. So, yeah, participant just sort of seems to even that out. Yeah, but it's a gold participant. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just like check sense. it out. It's it's <sighs> worth making up your own mind about, I guess. Oh, definitely. All right. Well, this will be a unanimous participant. It'll be the fourth episode from season 21 to be called a unanimous participant. It'll be joining Rednecks and Broomsticks. That's where Lisa gets all Wiccan for about half oh, a scene. That's right. It'll also be joining Oh Brother, Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou. Oh, Obama, Where Art Thou. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Mm. Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou, where Bart adopts an orphan boy. 
as his little brother. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's almost great. Yeah. And Phil works. failed it. Yeah. <laughs> but I bronzed yeah. it. Anyway. And also Thursdays with AB, where I think that's the one where s- that news journalist tries to kill him. Why? I'm what? suddenly very sleepy. <laughs> well, wake up because we need to ask a very lively question of mm-hmm. asking reputations. <laughs> Is that reputation justified? Way to rise to the occasion. I really set you guys up for the worst <laughs> possible version of that. Yeah. What we're here for, man. We support. Emily Vanderworth of the AV Club. Why? What's a Vanderworth? She criticised the episode, giving it a C+, calling the harassment storyline pointless and stupid, although praise the Nelson subplot. <laughs> Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. Eight out of ten. Of course. Nikki turned out to be a fun and memorable character. <laughs> although stealing first base fed us some old ideas, it did so with a lot of great bits and some very strong guest voices. Itemise them for us, Rob, please. <laughs> Itemize all oh. the great bits. Okay, you know the bit where they're like, Ned says something about if you want to see the happiest man in Springfield, and then they pan to a guy who's got a big grin on his face. Oh, not me, friends. He means yeah. himself. But that's my imagination of uh, what Robert Canning is like. He's mm-hmm. just, God, I love everything. This is amazing. <laughs> Have you seen this dog crap on the ground? Eight out of ten. <laughs> With his feathery fingers. Mm. Smelled exactly like dog shit. <laughs> that's exactly what you want out of a dog shit. <laughs> a plus. All right, guys, let's jump almost 20 years into the past. I don't know and- if I can jump that far. <laughs> I'm very unfit. Um, we're going to Buck gets hit by a car. You know what this episode is. We'll be back. Oh, is this where they get is a, a where is this Bart one that where they gets get the new dog? That's no, where they get the elephant. And we are back, and we just watched our classic era episode, and this was season two, episode ten. Bart gets hit by a car. First released in January of 1991, it was wow. directed by Mark Kirkland, written by John Swartz. No, no one. Oh, John Schwarzenegger. I, I've lost a lot of trust in this bit. No, it's John <laughs> Schwarzenegger. In this episode, Buck gets hit by a car. Guys, what do you think? <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised it's a sports welder. That's it's a little yeah. slight. I mean, like it is a lot more subtle in its comedy in this one. He has to build up to greatness. Yeah. Apparently, I, James L. Brooks had a lot to do with how the ending played out, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, I liked it up until the end. Mm. I turned on the episode quite quickly mm. once Homer started being a real fucking jerk, and I didn't like it from that point on. So it's like that last like three to four minutes really killed the episode for me sort of thing. It really brought it down probably Mm. maybe two rankings. Yeah. I actually do have trouble returning to this episode because of the ending. Mm. How about you, BT? Yeah, like I try to shine the best light on it as I can in the sense that obviously Homer's bitter and disappointed and sorting through those feelings and that's how they do it. It is gluggy at the best yeah like and that's me trying to be as you know give it as much as i can i'll try and figure out what they're going for but yeah it just kind of blobs along and you're like ah this is we're we're done now yeah and i usually you know let you guys go first but yeah i'm gonna say what stands out to (laughs) me yeah hit us i think there is a disjointed aspect to the story in that Homer not being in love with Marge anymore, first of all, feels like an extreme thing yeah. to say. I can appreciate yeah. the line of, you know, I'm just going to look at you and think you cost me my big chance. The, to take away everything else is like, eh, it's too extreme. Yeah, and especially like the follow-up line, which is meant to be a joke, you know, don't mm. worry, I'll still do all the bed stuff. It doesn't hit as a joke anymore. No. He said something very extreme there. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think of a situation where it would even be partially justified, where it's like 
I needed you to take me to this audition <laughs> where I was guaranteed to get this movie role that would have like given me my big break. And Finally, instead, cinched my dream. You decided to go get drunk and not drive me or something. Like even then, it's like you can learn to forgive, and there will be other yeah. paths to this. But it's because yeah, the money is going to be obtained in such a kind of immoral fashion. Yeah, yeah. He knows that he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's it, sort it of sucks. Where, yeah, where the episode does exist in a moral gray area, which I don't actually think I explored enough. Which was mm. that, yes, Mister Burns hit their child. He is a cantankerous old rich bastard. Yep. Let's milk him for all his worth. And yeah. I don't feel like Homer ever hits on that. Yeah, I know we're embellishing the truth, but he can afford it. I've been working for this asshole who's been treating me like crap. Let's take that it to the cleaners. That it's for everything Mr. Burns has done, not just this one bit. Yeah. Yeah, because Mr. Burns is far more evil Burns in this one, which is still a lot of fun for Mr. Burns, but, you know. Yeah. And look, to be honest, one million... Um, in 1991 money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1991 money. Great It probably would have been about... if. Lionel had taken half of that. That had probably just about covered the medical bills in America, I'd say. <laughs> just about. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's really disappointing, actually. Yeah. Watching it back. I hadn't seen this one in, in a really long yeah. time. Play count. Have you ever seen this episode? I definitely have. Um, <laughs> I definitely remember parts of it. Mm. But um, yeah. I didn't remember the ending, actually. Oh, really? And yeah, that was the part that made me go... Like It was almost like watching it with fresh eyes. Mm. And it made me go, oh, no, yuck. Yeah, that's it. I mean... You know, it was rocky ground while the Simpsons were still trying to find their feet. And mm. and I feel, you know, you mentioned, oh, really? Strong source water. It feels like that up until the last act. And yeah, I was doing my research today, finding out that James L. Brooks came in and like pretty well, I don't know, rewrote or pitched the new ending. Mm-hmm. Basically, this episode, he felt like didn't have enough emotional stakes at the end. And I feel like it feels interfered with. I'd yeah, love to know yeah, what the original ending was supposed to be mm. then. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah, we can don't, anyone dig like, up Swartzy's original it's script? It's not meant to be like a big, huge emotional thing. It's meant no. to be this small family that's always struggled, finally having a chance and losing it. I get the the angle they want to go for on this. It's just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't land. Well, how about you, BT? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? Um, I just huts in general and a lot of the subtle humor that's kind of hidden in this. I love how he says, when you hire me, you don't only get a lawyer, you get this exquisite faux pearl necklace. Yeah. yeah. Valued at $99. $99 yeah. Our gift to you. Yeah. And so just good. things like, I never, I don't think I noticed before when he sits down and he hears a siren going off. He's like, ah, no, you know, it's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a second to go, oh, because he's chasing ambulances and someone else will get it. Okay. Well, I never noticed as well with the receptions, like calls. Oh, calls. Yeah. The Supreme Court wants you for that big, important thingy. Freedom yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them I'll get back to them. <laughs> I, even the, when they introduce Hudson, he's all like, I saw you chasing Bart's ambulance. It's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Is this the first appearance of Lionel Hutz? First appearance of Lionel Hutz and first appearance of Phil Hartman. Wow. I was about to say, it's. Lionel Hutz is the second appearance yeah. of Phil Hartman in this episode. Yeah. Ah, good point. Yeah, we good told catch. you to hold on to the handrail. He has we a, told you not to spit over the side. Yeah, he has a very good like his Spanish is quite good. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't sound like I don't know if he was bilingual, but he sounded very comfortable speaking those words. It was mm-hmm. quite good. I hear or he's just was, a pro. I yeah. hear this was his audition, and now that's what he's doing in heaven these days. Yeah, good <laughs> uh, man yeah. in the elevator. Yep, um, good for you. It's Phil. interesting in that as opposed to. How Lionel Hutz is portrayed in a lot of other episodes, Mm. in this episode, he's not a shitty lawyer. 
he's just really sleazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like he knows is, what he's doing. Yeah. He's just... And he's very good at what he does, essentially. And um, another quick joke I really like is like, oh, wow, look at all your credentials. Like, oh, yes, Harvard, Yale, the Louvre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, Louvre. <laughs> yeah, so it was really interesting here seeing this take, and that felt Swartzweldian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he felt like a different character to the rest of the show sort of thing. Yes, unscrupulous. Where mm. it's like a different side, like where Dr. Nick is portrayed as the probably shitty not very good doctor mm. and now that i think about it i worry that that's a, a racism thing in the very yeah. beginning no i um, i've had that thought as well where one day i was watching the simpson i'm like huh i think they're making him mexican yeah and then a- i've never been entirely sure where he's supposed to be from like i think riviera, riviera. is a is a sort of hispanic name yeah <laughs> His name hasn't come up in one of the ones they're replacing yet, so... Mm. Yeah. I wonder if he's... Has he been around in newer episodes as much? Not really. There was a joke that they killed him in the Simpsons movie, and they kind of stuck to that, to be honest. Is he... Is that Hank, or is that... Yeah, that's Hank Azaria. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I think that's sort of a big question mark on the show, what they were intending on doing, but yeah, I think... Unfortunately, Whereas, it does exist a little. But, yeah, Lionel Hutt sort of becomes just the legal version of Nick Riviera sort of mm. thing, and that he's bumbling and just, hasn't just, got pants or, you know, whatever. He becomes the bumbling fool, but yeah, now he's just much more shady. Yeah, whereas actually, Dr. Nick goes kind of the other way, yeah. <laughs> instead of that, he's he's kind of good, but just real real dodgy. Um, But yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah, Lionel Hutz does become stupider as it goes along. Yeah. I think mm. he's getting stupider every year. Um, But yeah, where he's cobbling shoes in court or trying to hide the tie he's wearing and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't wearing a tie at all. Shock. <laughs> but yeah, what stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse, John? You know what? It's the thing that when I saw it, it triggered a bunch of memories. Mm-hmm. Was Bart's retelling of the story in court of mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. And Burns' car has got that big, like, mean grill that yeah. looks like teeth. And the hood ornaments and across here. His, Fucking his, sick, dude. His face is... It's like something out of a meatloaf, you know, <laughs> album art. And his face is getting really kind of distorted. Yep. And his grin is getting, like, filling his whole face. And he's looking really evil and devilish And uh, as he, like, chases down this poor little boy. And it, the animation style was so good. Yeah. And then comparing that to... Mm-hmm. Burns telling the story yeah. in himself, and he's now in like a bright pink VW Cabriolet, covered in with hippie the daisies. Da- yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, "No, take me, I'm old." You know, um, I do like then the cut to the audience, and it's just even Smithers is glaring at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like what? Because well, he threw Smithers under the I bus know. in the <laughs> moment as well, which is yeah. equally good. Oh, you monster! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was just that animation and and the kind of the, the contrast between them, but also just yeah, like the style that they were going for and everything. And it was only slight little changes, but it just looked so good. Yeah. It made me happy. Yeah, well, I mean, they both sort of do a similar thing where it starts out, you know, bright, happy, sunshiny day, mm. and then all of a sudden I came into contact with the other person on the bench, yeah. you know? And their own versions of that and how pathetic Mr. Burns's attempt that Bart was deliberately targeting <laughs> his car. Yeah, in order to, what, dent something yeah. with the skateboard? I don't know, silly. No, just... To ram into him and make a false accusation. Ah, this demon child. Yeah, which is a good thing to do to the audience because 
yeah, you're like Homer's being dodgy here and mm-hmm. hiring dodgy lawyer and everything. Then but everyone is. <laughs> but yeah, Burns is too. But yeah, I mean, he's just doing a different dodging of the legal system I mean, by just intimidation factor. Yeah, and everything to be else. fair, yeah. he did remind the court how rich and important he is. <laughs> yeah. I'd hold you in contempt of court. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I Ooh, mean, uh, integrity. Yeah, that apparently that was Judge Moulton, not Judge Snyder at mm. all. It's his um, clone. Yeah, it was given a different name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He replaced uh, him with a Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> Goodbye, no, let's everyone. go for four hours. Yeah. Well, also because he basically admits guilt. <laughs> um, what, what does he, he does say? Yell, I should be able to run over as many yeah, kids that's, as that's I want. That's right. That's what he says. So, yeah. So there's yeah. these things that this episode does that I think are great with like. You're wanting for Homer and Lionel Hutz to win, mm. even though, yeah, morally they shouldn't, but also, yeah. fuck this guy. Well, I think the turning point on that is when he gets offered $500,000 and like, yeah, you can just take that. You'll get what you want. Effectively, it's not as much, but yeah. you get way more than you were going to. And this is your out. And even Marge is like, okay, we should take it. Mm. This is all over then and we can get back on with our lives. I mean, look, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Even in a twisted courtroom, yep. like he would still at least have to pay medical expenses, mm-hmm. like I joked about it before. But in America, they would have been they would have been quite a lot, and they're a struggling stitch. family. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just like some compensation because you mm-hmm. yeah that's also sort of what i don't like in the bit with marge's testimony where she's talking about bart taking the garbage out for five yeah. bucks it's just like no this is fluff this is like you're not actually talking about the expenses yeah. that you actually yeah. did occur. yeah i mean she even says bart's medical bills and apology would what, what you want and he says well if you put a dollar figure on this pain and suffering it'll be like well there was the ambulance ride and then there was yeah. his three-day stay yeah. in the hospital and then his cast and then uh, maybe pain meds i don't know and also, we know that it's at least more than $100, because mm-hmm. Homer gets offered $100, and he says, more. oh, you know, the medical bills alone. So you, we know it's... A- the, all we know is $100 pales in comparison. The thing is, from what I know from mm-hmm. Law & Order, Ba-dum. they can't really call surprise witnesses without... Yeah, you know, I was about to say, yeah. I'm, I'm not certain, but that you have to, like, tell <laughs> you, them they're going to be called. You have to put them on the yeah, sheet yeah. for the next day, mm. and so that your defense lawyer has a chance to prep you know yeah the, anyway it doesn't matter that's not dramatic enough is it yep. no and like another thing with the legal system does every courtroom have a glass box room that you can sort of half hear through definitely not <laughs> that's I'm clearly meant to be no. soundproof and yet completely isn't yeah <laughs> yeah this was a weird <laughs> as much sense as it doesn't make I do love they hate me yeah. what trial were you watching yeah. <laughs> hang your heads in shame yeah. they all do it's great how about the wackiness was this a wacky episode of the Simpsons um Decidedly not. I think we talked about yeah. the big animation moments with the retelling yeah, of the there story. Are little bits. Like, I do really like when Bart's like, you know, it'd be cool if we got that million dollars. We could have got a maid, a pool, fancy sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> High ambitions. Yeah. You know what is wacky? Mm-hmm. Is there is a bunch of freaks living in Springfield. <laughs> oh, yeah. That we have extremely long neck woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's uh, two versions of purple guy. Yeah. There's a Mogum. um, (laughs) The Mo-Wigum hybrid. Yeah. And uh, the character from the other John Schwartzwalder episode, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Jacques. Yeah, Jacques returns. And in two times as well, because he's in the court. And then when they're doing the pan up through the hospital, he's there on the bench and a doctor's doing the old pulling the glove, getting ready to pop a digit. Mm. I mean, you wear gloves for a lot of things (laughs) in hospitals. It's only, you know, hygienic. So is he like... 
following Marge around, or is he just just concerned? Does he enjoy Maybe. drama? He's stalking her, perhaps. I mean, perhaps. Yeah. Imagine that as like a subtle season two thing that they were like gonna Build hint it. at. Yeah. Yeah. That Jacques was yeah continuously following. I cannot fall unless it's you just, love me. Mm. He's in like every episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or was that like it was it in like Fringe or something? There was like the Watchers or something. There was always like a a shot of like a guy like watching them in the background at some point. I anyway, never got oh. the Fringe, even though I want to. Well, another wacky thing, they uh, Satan says Bart will die the next time the uh, Yankees win the pennant. And he's like, that's a century from now. Uh, it was 1996. Oh, shit. Oh. Five so years. Bart's been dead for so long. <laughs> and the rest is a death dream. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were in a 15-year drought at the time. The last time they had won was 1981. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they yeah. won, it, I think, a couple of times over that decade, I think. Oh, yeah. 96, 98, 99, 2000, they had, 2001. They had, wow. They had Derek Jeter. Who was a cheater. I don't know anything about <laughs> I, I baseball. Think, you embarrassed me in front of Derek Jeter. You embarrassed yourself in front of Derek Jeter. <laughs> Sorry. I think it was like a Cubs joke about like the curse, but yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, one more wacky thing I'll bring up. They have the episode title in the episode. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. Had they done that before? Uh, it's the second time that they've mm. done that. And I think the last. It's I didn't second write... time. It's so inconsistent. I didn't write down when the other one. Oh, the telltale head, of course. Mm. Which episode of season two is this? Ten. It's a strange number for that to be yeah. the one. If it was like season one, episode three and six, it could have been just like, well, they, we they created them first and then we decided that yeah. we didn't want to do this anymore. I don't, season two, episode 10 is strange. I don't know if it's part of the joke where it shows the episode title and then it happens, you know? Cause but yeah, maybe. Is it because the intro finishes, the couch gag happens, mm-hmm. and then... Bart is like skateboarding down the street again, so it's like it kind of looks They're like trying the to intro establish again. That it's not the intro still. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm. Yeah, it does sort of flow a bit differently than other episodes, but yeah. yeah, it's odd choice. But how about the heart of the episode, the emotional core? Did you guys feel the? Well, Did you guys feel the bumps? Is the what I'm trying to hour, say. hour, it's a third off every pitcher of beer. Hey, one per customer. <laughs> yeah, no sharing. <laughs> Domestic beers only. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, it could have been, but it really shat the bed. Mm. Yeah, it could have been, oh, who it, needs money? We've got each other. Na, 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 na. I've got this washcloth. Um, <laughs> we almost watched that episode, actually. I'm oh, sorry really? we didn't. No, that's okay. <laughs> Which one's that? Oh, that one's hard to watch as well, though. Really? Uh, uh, miracle with, on Evergreen Terrace. The, with Bart lying and mm. then them buying that car, but it just going into the late... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a little not- homo sausage. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> The thing is, the lesson of this episode isn't about the right thing at mm. all. And there's absolutely no resolution yeah. to Bart's storyline. So, yeah, it really should have been better. But there were some nice moments yeah. at the start it's, and middle. Yeah, it's a good um, kind of synopsis of the entire episode. It should have been better. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think... Like, Marge's whole thing, I want you to forgive me for doing the right thing, I think is a good enough line, but the idea that she's asking for Homer's forgiveness really does suck. It's just that, like, no, dude, you're compromising me. Like That line she delivers really ardently Mm -hmm. with no hint of sarcasm. And it should have just been dripping with sarcasm because... I took it in, in sarcasm in terms of the show. Yeah, I well, I don't know because she seems sincere no, in saying I mean, that. As in yeah. the character is insincere, yeah. but I feel like the show is being you know sarcastic <sighs> about it. Yeah, I suppose like we're supposed to recognise that that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah, is kind um, of my take on it. Sorry, not crazy. Why? That's a wild thing to say. Yeah, but um, yeah, Marge seems like just a real pushover, 
and that's not mm. the Marge that I like. Yeah, it just, it just really bothers me. I know, and that's where the episode, like, I do recognise that the episode was lacking any emotional core, and especially because it does drift on from Bart so much, mm. and I guess the episode's heart and morals should have been Homer teaching Bart a lesson of... Yeah, this whole frivolous lawsuit thing. Mm, and like, A lesson by bad example, yeah. Exactly. And that it's not about Bart and it's about Homer forgiving Marge's shit. It's not her fault. She didn't mm, do anything she, wrong, literally. She didn't yeah. do any. I mean, her testimony was crappy, but that was <laughs> a means to the end for the writing of the episode. Yeah. Thanks, Brooksy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, both of them, it's like... Two straw men mm. on either sides of the spectrum when, like, it's easily could have compromised it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I want to know what Swartzwalder wrote originally mm. because it needed to be a little bit more subtle. Yeah. I feel like the way a lot of the rest of it is built, it would have been. Let's, we need to see if we can track this down. Mm. Mm. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I mean, again, it's the early day thing where they're figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the characters are not there final this isn't even their final form yeah especially the background characters who are like who's ever gonna pause this <laughs> Jesus no, they Christ. are like terrible mutant people <laughs> oh no well, when we see uh bart's vision of hell it's very hieronymus bosch yeah, maybe shit. this is just you know what people in this universe look like okay horrifying the, bosch creations there was a, like a statue or an actual guy bending over and people living in his ass yep like yep. what Her- the hell there hieronymus was a, bosch there was a person lying sprawled on like what looked like a riverbank of blood mm-hmm. just with a little like a, an american possum devil kind of like big pointy face just like stabbing a scythe into their body repeatedly and i'm like jeez this yeah. is messed up Herodimus yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah you look at me like dude you okay <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. what do we think of the devil anyway that classic simpsons caricature of the devil yeah i mean Clothing hooves. I mean, it very... wasn't Flanders. Yeah. No. <laughs> that wasn't canon yet. He was in disguise. Yeah. He, I, I yeah. liked his line of the, you know, is there anything I can do to not get him? Well, yeah, but you wouldn't like it. And like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <I'm> Bart. A... <laughs> Listen to heavy metal music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good and advice. We, we now know that hell uses a Macintosh. All oh, right. <laughs> or what I'm pretty sure is what I'm. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the Apple II computer. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I didn't like, though, you know, Bart is just shown to have a pleasant conversation with the devil, and when he wakes up, I was writhing in the pits of hell, writhing in agony. And No, you weren't. I mean, yeah, maybe we didn't see the writhing. Did you want to see the writhing, Elliot? Kinda. If he's going to say he was you writhing, know, I want to see some writhing. Bart with no skin in a pit of salt, is that what you want? <laughs> and he, also Let's get said, fucking Hiroshimus on this. What was <laughs> it his name? Hiroshimus. Uh, Hiroshimus. You were there, and you were there, and you were there. And but you it's like, never seen no, 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 they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> uh, it's the Wizard of Oz bit, come on. Yeah, yeah, then do the Wizard of Oz bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll show them there as yeah. devils. Torturing him. We saw them when he looked up, I guess. Because he tortured all... them all his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in death, they torture him. They just fly... A fitting punishment. Shooting slingshots of spitballs at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And living in his butt. Um, but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, Oh, I guess. you know what? I might struggle to. Yeah. Because now that I remember how it, it ends... There's not a lot to pull from it now. Like, I feel like there's going to be a few more background jokes I didn't catch. There's a lot of good laughs. It's, it's not a turn off. I'll put it like yeah. that. If it's on, I will, you know, I will continue to watch the disc or whatever. This is one of the few episodes 
I think I've talked about it before with like the natural sounding dialogue with two people kind of like their voices overlapping mm. when Marge is on the stand and Bluehead Lawyer is like, I don't know if that's like, no, no, it's not yeah, a good yeah, excuse yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, he doesn't um, really like you a lot, of course, he doesn't. Yeah. He's that like kind of muttering. Um, so, yeah, like there's some good stuff in here, but um, I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's like I can definitely watch it all up until the point, but then, yeah. I'm finding something to do in that final act while I'm yeah. waiting for the next episode to Home, load up. Homer makes me really angry in this, and yeah, it's still proto-Homer. Mm. But yeah, yeah he's, he's so mean to his wife. Yeah. So mean. No, um, he's broken out of that Walter Matthau voice, but he's still like, got some of the boorishness like that I had a problem with when we reviewed um the fucking mini-golf episode. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, tricky one. But BT, what would you like to change? That ending. It's still my answer. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, let's just stay in hell. Let's just have life in hell in Hieronymus Bosch hell, yep. where all these caricatures with giraffe neck oh. ladies and so the Simpsons m- morphs into life in hell. Yeah. It's okay. just, we're just here from now on, and uh, this is our show. I mean, right. life in hell, the comic. Yeah. Sure. Okay. With the rabbits. And yeah. Marge finally unveils her ears underneath yes. her How about you, Jordan? What would you like to change? Uh, the ending, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, the ending, but I'd like at least a resolution. Mm. Like, even if they kept the crappy ending, like, to fade out at Moe's is a cop-out. Yeah. They show no consequences for anyone, which I guess maybe that's a commentary on the rich, you know, get away mm. with everything anyway. That's something I do think is intentional. Yeah, like, I mean, at least show the ending of the trial, and say, like, your testimony was false, so that kind of invalidates your entire case. Mm-hmm. We're throwing it out, that yeah. kind of thing, something like that. Wait, now, would that invalidate their case? Because they, well, were given fault, they were given false expert testimony. That's not their fault as a family that a doctor told them incorrect information. Well, no, but they know that mm. Bart... And uh, Homer, Bard and Homer have fucked the case by yeah committing perjury, yeah, and I think they would just say declare a mistrial. But then they would still have to surely, if they wanted to relitigate. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm yeah. not a writer, but it's just disappointing on a few different levels for me. So yeah, that's why I'm struggling with it because yeah, I'm sort of just going through my notes, picking out you know my final notes, my mm. because it's almost time for our final notes. Um, and there is so much good in here, and mm. Mm. but this is almost one where I wish it was a little longer as well, because I think there is a scene missing where Homer just talks straight to Marge, this is what we're doing, please, this can help us out so much. Yeah. And Marge, the opportunity, I think, and if it, if we're going to focus on his feelings that their opportunity has been squandered, play that opportunity up a bit beforehand. Exactly. Or, like, have Marge saying, like, we don't need that much. That's being greedy. Mm. We, or just we saying, would say, like, why don't we settle for $10,000, you know? Yeah. Or just, like, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with this money coming like this. Mm. Even if it was from someone like Mr. Burns, I'd know. And this is about your daughter as well, who's constantly calling out your lawyer's shit. Like, <laughs> this mm. is, like, almost disappointing. the respect of your family. It's so disappointing for Lisa because she's so on the ball. Mm. Are you a shyster? This Where seems a like nice a girl like you learn a word like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's disappointing from those angles that yeah, they really whiffed it because there is so much strong material here and it set it up for something way better than we got. And speaking of which, final notes time. Jordan, what you got? Burns did not know how to work the deceleratrix <laughs> on his 
automobile. <laughs> it's sort of halfway between nightmare and interesting. The POV handshake shot with Homer like extending his arm out to Burns, like sitting at desk, and with Burns front on as well. Yeah, there is so much front on Burns in this episode. Yeah, it's sort of mm. strange. Hey? He looks like a bird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but went to Johns Hopkins. Wow, he's he's very accomplished. Ah, oh, but it's no Louvre. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You can get a medical uh, degree from an art museum. You've done something. <laughs> yeah. When oh, what does Marge say? Oh yeah. My mother always said if you haven't got anything nice to say, then you shouldn't say it. Does Wait, that work in court? No. no it <laughs> doesn't. It I've tried it before, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's the other thing we've underestimated is how fucking good Lionel Hearts is mm, in this episode. Yeah, true. And that is all my notes. BT. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, when they first hit Bart, Burns like, I'll oh, just give him a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even get that in the end. Yep. Playlist. We could do this on uh, Lionel Hutz's various business cards. Oh, yeah. So he's got this. He turns it to a sponge or when it's a pen that looks like a cigar. Yeah. Or it's, they got this all wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Money down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I do like... I like the sponges a bit, and I really have always wanted that business card, but something weird I noticed here where he, like, you know, Homer does the whew, mm-hmm. and then he looks at the card, which says Lionel Hutz, but then for no reason goes, ooh, Lionel Hutz. It was just another thing where, like, oh. no, we got it. It's cool, man. We can read. Yeah. We're good. Oh, Talk- it's also said clogging up our courts in, in 1976. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh fuck, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, oh, that's good. Where Hibbert pokes Bart's sore and he goes, ow, quit it. Like he did in uh, Bart the Daredevil, I believe. When he gets hurt and Lisa pokes. No, that's the tattoo. First episode. Oh, yeah, it is too. I like, I like that he's just doesn't give a shit about Bart's health as well. He's yeah. like, oh, and a little broken toe. <laughs> like, like, why are you moving that dude? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, he just deals with all his patients like that. Oh, looks like you got a little bit of an inoperable tumor right here. Wobble that around. <laughs> uh, Dr. Nick has a female body inspector certificate, which I guess technically if you're a doctor, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> he also had one was... Yeah, I went to X medical school and all I got was this lousy diploma. <laughs> yeah, like. that's right. uh, so when I say I want to go back and look at some of the jokes I missed, it's that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, they've got the whole think of the headlines bit. It's like another smart move by Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for Burns. Mm. <laughs> Burns fires ungrateful employee. Uh, like. Yeah, just a great uh, Lionel Hutz line is, what is truth, if you follow me? Yeah. <laughs> the truth <laughs> and the, the truth. truth. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns, are you trying to get me drunk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good yes. That's feathers. Let's go powder my nose. <laughs> and that is all my notes. And um, the spinning over the side thing, I feel like that's equivalent to Adam and the apple, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing yeah. we told you not to do. Although we did like sentence like, ah, oh, no, you were already going here. That, that was just, you know. That clench up. Okay. That, was, that was the last straw. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, what, really? Is Mark going to go to heaven? I guess it's like he's an innocent child. Mm. I don't know. They were like, okay, let him in. Fi- no, he's fat. No. <laughs> it's going to cause Couldn't tsunamis. Couldn't even do that one. This is the final test. Oh, yeah. nope. Bye. Yeah, that's the thing. If you need to test someone, that the thing that you've shown is that you are a tester, and that's annoying. Also, who was it? Was it his great-grandpa mm-hmm. choking his grandpa? Or yeah. yeah. Oh, and he saw Snowball 1. Yeah, yeah with tire treads on it still. Ugh. Poor kitty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the detail that it was a white cat, therefore called Snowball, Yeah, and does make no sense that Snowball 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Snowball 2. They weren't worried about the color of the cat. Exactly. Just like, it's, a, it's the second one. Burns' license plate in his retelling of the story is Love One. I love imagine <laughs> them telling these details in the court. Mm. I was driving my pink Volkswagen Beetle with like little pretty daisy decals mm. and my Love One personalized license plate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Burns regales the Simpsons with a story about getting a rhino head. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was the last Indonesian white rhino. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, we, he says, oh, I don't like all animals, just their heads. We know he also likes to make clothing out of them. Mm. See his vest. What did he make out of rhinos? African endangered rhinos? Uh, slippers, I believe. Yeah. Wasn't that oh, his... Oh, they slippers are albino African, African endangered right. rhino. Right. Grizzly bear underwear, turtles necks, I've got my share. Wait, what does he make out of his poodle? Oh, no, the poodle hat. Yeah. Get beret of poodle on my noodle, right. it shall rest. Remember when we, like, won trivia basically <laughs> by listing all the animals and what they were yeah. making? Yeah, it's a good bit. What's this dinner they're having? String beans, celery with cream cheese, and mac and cheese. Is um, this a meal? It is if you celery eat it. Celery with cream cheese. Yeah, that's a... Maybe if it was, like, melted and stirred in? I guess. Mm. Oh, no, wait, celery. I'm not a fan no. of that snack, though, where you get peanut butter and celery and put some sultanas on it. They call it, like, Ansel 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 log. Log, yeah. I don't mind just the peanut butter, but the sultanas make it too sweet. Mm. No, I don't like celery either. This has been the Snack Index. And yeah, just a couple of facts about the episode. The plot was largely based on the 1966 film, The Fortune Cookie, uh, starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Uh, <laughs> and the interesting about that is... Not Grumpy Old Men? <laughs> Sorry. Nope. That also starred movie. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Oh, you that, know your Walter. That's Walt- how they know each other. You know your Matthau <laughs> Lemons. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, the funny thing about that is that when they made this episode was closer to the movie they were referencing than we are to that episode. <laughs> Fuck you, Elliot. <sighs> Fuck so, you, time. Yeah. Also, first appearance of, yeah, um, Lionel Hart's Dr. Nick and the blue-haired lawyer, mm. who was based on that little boy that nobody liked, Roy Cohen. I still don't like him. He was attorney for some fucking politician. I do yeah. not know. Nixon, okay. probably. Anyway, fun facts. It's time to rank this thing. Jordan. Oh, I haven't thought about my ranking. Oh, mm. Jesus. All right. I'm chambered. It's if you not want. a cubic. <laughs> uh, oh, really? I, no kids. And it's not a participant. It is one of the three in between. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like gold, gold failure almost uh, in terms of acts. Mm. Sure. That's that's really hard. B2, can you go first? I'm like gold, silver, bronze across the board here. Okay. Uh, ultimately, I am going to go with a bronze though, because while there's some bits I really like in this one, the fact that I don't have too much more to watch from this episode and the fact that I just leave it not feeling good, it kind of bums me out. And that sucks because I like a lot of this. It's just the ending means so much. And when I walk away going... Yeah, that bums me out. So I'm yeah. like, it's one of those in my brain. I know it should be a silver because you know, like the first two acts are really good, and there's a lot of subtle humor going on here that I really like. I just can't ignore the hard cuts, which say I just I didn't have a great time on this one, especially at the end. Yeah, look, this was a difficult choice for me, and I'm glad you know. If we like just came fresh from the episode, I probably would have said bronze, but really digging in, and it's just it's a shame that it whiffs the ending so badly because. Mm. I was really having a fun time up until that point. And, like, even though it's, like, a bit janky and goofy and still very much early Simpsons, you know, give it a lot of leeway for it. But, yeah, the ending fucking sucks. Having said that, just edging up to a silver. Mm. Like, Mm. and it's just, yeah, on the strength of the first two acts, on the strength of Lionel Hutz, Burns, and I know this is one where I really want a spectrum of rankings because (laughs) there's a lot to pull from this and Mm. in terms of overall effect. Yeah. Jordan, what do you reckon? So, look, if I watch the episode in reverse, mm-hmm. I... <laughs> it ends with a child being run over. Yeah. The fuck would you watch anything in reverse? That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, who Thrones would do game. such watch a terrible now. thing? I would probably give it a silver because it would be a horrible start to the episode. 
and I would be able to forgive it because the ending was was funny. Mm. But because the ending is so bad, it really just sours the whole thing for me. So I think, yeah, bronze as well. Mm. There um, we go. It's really disappointing that, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I wished I kind of just kept the happy memories about this mm. episode <laughs> and hadn't like watched it again. Well, it is overtaking Dead Putting Society as the new lowest ranking episode of season Ooh. two. Wow. It is a shiny bronze. And yeah. Yeah, that's about right. There's not many classic era episodes that get that ranking. It's just that. So it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. Temptation of Crust, Simpson Tide, and Natural Born Kisses. Yeah, some of them are in season nine, aren't they? Yeah, the ones that aren't a clip show are in season nine. Right. Yep. <laughs> Very telling. Yes. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a note to leave this episode out on. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, like, when I bring you guys a classic era episode, it always hurts me that much more when they kind of whiff it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, not my not fault, it's the of. Simpsons yeah. song. That's what we're here for. We're here to talk about the hard truths. Yeah, let no one say we're not we're easy on the classic or era. we're biased or anything. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yes, we're, we're we, fucking biased. We try. <laughs> but we're, uh, look, I think we are watching it in, you know, with a different, moral compass yeah Yeah. absolutely different different sense Um, of maturity but i still think even in the 90s saying like something like that to your wife it's pretty hard is pretty inexcusable Mm. totally um but anyway well anyway jordan thank you so much for joining us this evening hey it's been my pleasure thank you for allowing me to come visit (laughs) anytime and bt people want to hear more of us where can they do that? Well, you mentioned Dead Putting Society. And you know what? I wasn't there to review that episode. But if people <laughs> wanted to catch that out, they could check out our new Patreon where we do our Patreon exclusive, except when he's not podcast. This is the podcast where Elliot catches me up on all the episodes that I wasn't here for. And also it supports everything we do. That includes The Simpsons Index, Thrones of Game, and Pulp Fury Radio. So if you like us and what we do, then uh, yeah, check us out on... I mean, Elliot's bringing up the fact that I apparently was there for this episode. Um... <laughs> There are others. <laughs> there are dozens. You know, just because I don't there remember how long ago was us. that. A while. Exactly. It was a while, people. Come on. Um, but other season two episodes you weren't there for was Brush With Greatness and Three oh. Men in a oh, Comic Book and classics. Oh Brother, We're Out There. And what will I think of those? Patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios to find out. That's Patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios. Yep, and everybody uh, listening to this probably knows we're reviewing Game of Thrones backwards on Thrones of Game, Mm -hmm. and also our scripted series Pulp Fury Radio Season 1's out now. Go check that out. Mm -hmm. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I liked it. It was nice. It was cool. Jordan approved. It was a (laughs) nice diversion from the monotony of everyday life. (laughs) Put that on our fucking poster. I mean, we've got Escape the Ordinary. That's uh, Mm. a slogan for Season 1. Yeah. Yeah. No. Escape the ordinary. Well, I think that does us. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks. <laughs> what what happened to me? <laughs> Not sure. Hey. Good. <laughs> Bye. He's run out of words. Good thing we're ending the podcast. And thank you, BT. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> and I've been your host, Ellie. <laughs> Bye, Bye BT. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and that's all of Jordan's mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Waveforms. And Big Huge Comes. Big Huge Comes. <laughs> big Huge Comes. Big Huge Comes. Big, big Huge, huge comes. comes. That's harmony there. Yeah.
Big huge comms. Big huge comms. Got the big huge, big <laughs> huge comms. Got the big huge comms. Oh, uh, yeah. Huge. Big huge comms.png. Big huge comms.tif. Ah, yes. The Patreon exclusive podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys remember when 3D TVs were going to be huge? <laughs> and I like 3D when movies. People thought they were going to be huge yeah. and they were wrong. It was the next big thing. And like, wow, guys, you're not going to believe it. You should buy a 3D TV. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be so many things that support this in the future. And then it was like the, the curved TV. Yeah, which that's you can, right. Which only one person can watch from a very specific <laughs> viewing point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was funny. I remember because, yeah, I wanted a cheap Blu-ray player and they were like, oh, we've got this 3D Blu-ray player. And I'm like, is it cheaper without the 3D? And he's like, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is still the cheapest one. And it's there are thousands ready. of these put into production like, that nobody bought. He's just like, please, please buy one. There's so many dimensions. <laughs> Springfield uh, Simpsons character skins are just very like it's right next to Peter's red box there sorry thank you yep. skins are uh, just, just like 499 that. V-Bucks Elliot what buy new skins sorry what what $19 we, Nitro transactions card. into this podcast yes actually that's a great idea unlock the classic era episode by paying two ninety nine now oh my god yeah. yeah Patreon's a dead medium if you want the replica rest of the index you gotta pony up don't worry listeners we won't do that yeah. TSI DLC it, if you want a DLC each of us saying big huge cums you can if you want me saying now. if you yeah. want me saying big huge cums as a ringtone text <laughs> big, 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 big 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 huge cums Comes, big, big, huge comes, big, huge comes. Oh. Please don't do. You're doing Axel F, aren't you? Are <laughs> oh, we just giving daddy material? <laughs> oh God. Uh, yes. Um. Oh God. No. I'm. Yeah. I'm sick of the Simpsons. <laughs> Three, two more years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Till we die, motherfuckers. Speaking of, let's do it. <laughs>